the Rap Roundtable. Yes, sir. Episode 85 of the most dangerous, most influential, most inspirational New York's number one podcast for hip hop has returned. It's the Rap Roundtable here as always. You know, happy holidays and all of that. You Salute. know what I mean? Hope y'all ate good over, <laughs> you know what I mean? over the weekend. Hope the leftovers hit. Hope the alcohol hit. You know what I mean? Whatever you needed to hit, the, the spliffery, whatever. <laughs> I hope it hit. You know what I'm saying? If you're under 3,000, it's probably some ayahuasca or something. Word. You know what I mean? <laughs> Listen, whatever, whatever floats your boat. It's your boy Jarve alongside the Rap Snob. What up, what up? Alongside Dini the Balance. Of course, be with you. Alongside the homie Mace. What up, gang? Um, the subscriber count is, is increasing. You know, I think by the time this episode drops, you're going to be looking at 12.2. So for all the sure. new subscribers, everyone who keeps hitting that subscribe button, we love y'all. We appreciate thank you, thank y'all. You, thank you. Keep running those numbers up. You know, at the rate we're going, maybe 15K by the I said 20K the last episode. Maybe 15 by the end. Of the I, didn't, I didn't want to say he was wrong a little bit. But <laughs> 20K, 20K in the next month. But hey, listen, hey, listen you never let's know. Put it out, let's put it out. We're the most, man. Make it happen. Aspirational podcast. <laughs> ah, Inspirational and aspirational. We're going to yeah. chase it. You know what I mean? Pause if happens. Listen, and that, and that, you listen. And as always, <laughs> Tonight's One thing about the rap round table, if you're new here, we, we like to laugh, we like to have fun, but we're not a giggling ass podcast and we're not a super serious podcast. Just lock in with us, get familiar. It's a lot of judgy comments for the new people that I've seen in the comment section who haven't figured the show out yet. Get comfortable, get get familiar before you start typing shit and you'll figure out what's going on. For the people who are the long time listeners, they figured it out, they get it. Yep. And once you get it, you realize, yo, I like this shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even when niggas tried to sabotage this, people didn't leave because they like this shit. They you know what I mean? You they could fuck. always expect some type of levity Come on now. in this podcast. You know what I mean? We talk about some serious shit. We we, we take shit to heart, take it seriously. But then we turn around, you know, crack a couple jokes, make oh, sure no. that it's, you know. Like in the mood. Life is serious, but it's not too serious. Come on now. This we're Ochi Mali and we're one mic, guys. Ah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> we, we, you can't be both. You know what I'm saying? But Dynamic. nevertheless, fellas, let's let's get into this podcast. To see the raps and I threw something in the group chat, that was very interesting. And it, it was a whole thing about 808s and Heartbreak. Shout out to Kanye West, an album that a lot of us in real time, a lot of us heads, we didn't care about. Because after what he did after from, from uh, college dropout through graduation, it was like, what yeah. the fuck is this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Facts. <laughs> Meanwhile, me, I'm yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> there you go. Meanwhile, the younger demographic, people who are closer to Mace's age, mm. was fucking, was really rocking with this album. And then it kind of led on to a lot of new musical acts who were spawned from that. So send through the tweet in the group chat where it's like, is the 808s and Heartbreaks album the top album family tree in rap history? Mm. So in this case, I don't know if I want to talk to Sin first or Mace, because mm. this is a unique dichotomy. Mm. That is, that is. Sin, you, know you want it? How you feeling about this? Let's the ID. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't bringing with me though. Right, we in debate mode right now. That's crazy. <laughs> we'll go to Mace first only because right. you got to tune A lot in, of people like you puns. like right. spawned their, their careers from this album. They did. So do you agree that this is the greatest family tree in rap album history? I disagree, guys. Oh, okay. And I wanted Thank to, you, you know, you know, because I actually am not one of the heads who hated this album when it came out. <laughs> I love this album when it mm-hmm. came out. I remember I bought this album. And mad villainy the same day. You Talk know what I mean? It. I don't think I ever like. I don't think I went back to uh, to the library for a week. <laughs> um, I love this album. And you did have a you couple of random mad disappearances villain. at the library that were unexplained. You know how I go, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's on brand for me, bro. You waited like five years for mad villainy. I sure did. 
I sure did. He didn't know anybody. Shouts to Joel Dumay. He the one who told me to buy that. Heavy album. arms? Yeah, oh, man. Hold on. He's a big, he was he was big Doom one. fan. He had the Doom dunks. Yeah, yeah, yeah yo, that it. dude Please worked out with Joel. Joel. He only did curls. He didn't work with no other part of his body in the gym, bro. Just this. <laughs> this. What's leg day? What is leg day? <laughs> What's ab day? What's chest day? Just arms. Yo, and then he used to rock the the super skinny jeans no too. No funny shit. Oh, way, way back though, like yo, before that was really a thing. Yeah. He was built like Mace with arms like Dini. Like that's yeah, what I'm saying. Joel, I love you. But Jacks from Mortal Kombat, bro. <laughs> yeah, we love you, man. Shouts to you, man. man. Shouts to you for the MF Doom. You know what I mean? Savage love, you know. But to bring it back to 808s, um, although I love this album, and although a lot of my favorite albums did span from this family tree, you know what I mean? Obviously, Drake, his whole career could kind of be traced back to this album. Talk about Kid Cudi. You know what I'm saying? On, amongst the, you know, the guys who don't do it as well now with the, with the melodies. You know what I mean? So I would love to, you know, come up here and fake, you know, like that's the case. But nah, to me, it's clearly straight out of Compton. Mm. I'm going to be honest. Like that spawned Ice Cube's career, mm-hmm. that which went into Death Row. That's Snoop Dogg. That's Pac's Pop. best material, wow. which spanned into Eminem, which spanned into 50 Cent. Like... It's endless, you know what I mean? So I'm gonna have to go with with straight out of Compton in an easy landslide victory for for it's best family thing. tree. Unexpected turn of events. I fully expected you to put the cape wow. on and <laughs> celebrate That's this crazy, project, your, your youth, your, your hip hop fandom, etc. So say the rap stop. Talk to me, Yes, man. yes. Um, first of all, shouts to Kanye West. Salute to him. Uh salute to this album, even though I wasn't a big fan, but it is celebrating 15 years. That's where this whole conversation got started from people who was talking about it heavy on Twitter. Um, and yeah, man, I'm looking at the, the graphic of the family tree and it shows how like this album led to the likes of Drake, Kid Cudi, um, as you know, as, as Mace mentioned. Uh, they threw Future in there. I don't know how, how much agree. I feel mm, that goes in there, but um, which led to like... You know, Young Thug, the Migos, Travis Scott, and a slew of other That's people that came from a there. Oh, Wayne branch more than the Ye branch. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Wayne, Wayne is definitely in, in, in that conversation as well. Um, but I, I do want to give a shout out to Kanye West because uh, he's just, he's just, su- he's such a like just all out legend, bro. Like he gave us college dropout, he gave us late registration. Uh, um, graduation, my beautiful dog twist of fantasy, and somewhere in that mix, he dropped this left field album mm-hmm. that spawned a whole different subgenre of hip hop. Whether you like it or hate it or love it, like it, it, like he, this is his. This is his DNA in all of these newer artists that that we see. So on the one hand, I have to give him his flowers for having that kind of impact on the game. On the other hand, as as an old head, you know what I mean? <laughs> this, was, this was not my favorite sound. It was not my favorite album. I don't spin this album at all, like ever. Maybe I might spin Same. Heartless, you know what I mean? Um, maybe uh, So Amazing. That's about as far as it goes with this album, you know what I mean? Um, so it is very highly influential, but the most influential hip-hop album of all time, come on. It's paid in full, y'all. Oh, okay. It's okay. fucking paid in full. Okay. 
strong. Listen, pick. man. Break it down for us. Break it down for us, man. Look, look. You, you. Tra- I, I thought you was gonna say Illmatic. I ain't you gonna trace back <laughs> the lineage. No, even before Illmatic, man. You trace back the lineage. It, it's everything. It goes from before uh, Rakim and Paid in Full to after Rakim and Paid in Full. Mm. Nobody was rhyming the way Rakim was rhyming before Paid in Full. Rakim came in, flipped the whole game on its side, and from there. We got the Nazis. Mm. We got the Biggies. We got the Jays. We got shit. Everybody in Wu Tang. You know what I mean? Mm. We got Mob Deep. We got to the South. We got Outcasts. To the West, we got the game. To uh, the the you know newer generation, the the new big three: Cole, Kendrick, and Drake. When he decides to rap, wow. And then you go into the underground. You know what I mean? The most Defs, Qualies, uh, the Black Thoughts, mm. the Ransoms, the Royces. Bro, everybody's lineage go. It's it's traced back to, to Rock Kim. To the God. The God. Mm. Everything mm. from paid in full forward, just a completely different game. Before that, you know what I mean? You had, you know, it started out in the park. And mm. after that, mm. completely different mm. story. You mm. know what I mean? Get, give the flowers where they're due. We can't make this shit Eric up. Eric B and Rakim Payton Full. That was, <laughs> just, yo, I don't heavy. know. You know how you watch ball and you know when that play is going to have a good night? I think somebody, this might be a 40 ball tonight. <laughs> this is it. Like, wow. What and an we, argument. And we can't even get, like, with Kanye, we can't even give, like, the whole credit to him because, like, the auto-tune thing was T-Pain yeah. and Wayne doing it before him. So, you know what I mean? He did at the at the 808s, but most influential, no. Let's keep it a buck. You know, I'm not mad at that. Do you need to balance? Hop in here, bro. Pause. I I, I would have had Illmatic. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But what ah! I will say is... <laughs> I got to aim myself. Bro. Crazy. <laughs> Salute. What I will say is this. um, That that album, say what you want, man. I know people say it's T-Pain inspired, but T-Pain was like a big deal, bro. Like in his own genre. Nigga, man. And when he started like doing the little features and... Yeah, didn't he actually recruit T-Pain to help him with the album? Yeah, he did. As far as getting the Sonics right and no, everything, Kanye Sonically, recruits everybody. Well, yeah, I, I, I was about to say, Kanye <laughs> is the GOAT at recruiting at the getting right people. The best <laughs> out, getting the best output no matter what. Like, the whole thing is about the music, you know? And I just feel like, sonically, like, the energy that shit brought, like, that shit really set the tone for niggas to get real emotional in their records. Like, you see how niggas are singing their hearts <sighs> out over bitches nowadays? Hey, man. Like, that, he made that cool. Like, that was not a cool thing to do back Did in the days. Everything... Come on, bro. <laughs> is it he, cool? I mean, it, it's what we have today. It's the generation we live in today. You wouldn't have like the like the rod waves that people love and all that. Hey, you wouldn't have those kind of it. dudes. Speak on you know? it. So you wouldn't have. I mean, you wouldn't have your Uzis. You wouldn't have a lot of people, bro. You wouldn't have a lot of people that's really like cooking today. Body Rich, Jaw Roddy. We basically just talked about this um on the lunch hour. Like, is there's a lot of people that's fused with that same lineage. There's a lot of people that came with that auto tune, and that auto tune was basically the the blueprint of whatever you're gonna do. Like Future, I I would say Future with the 808s too, because once you got with Zaytoven and all that, there was a lot of 808s in the music. 808 Mafia, there was a lot of that in the music. So it's it kind of is. You know, future just ship is from more like a more like a drug trap perspective, right. you know what I'm saying? But as far as the music, bro, it's in the same vein. When future gets singy, you know what I'm talking about, Jav. Yeah. When he gets singy to the joints, on some like honest, when he's doing his shit like that, tough, it does yeah. kind of roll in that same family, bro. So in that light. I don't like singing trip a future. You know that. I I, I fuck with. I it love though. super trap a future. That's, love, that's, that's like my spirit DS2. animal. Right? <laughs> I feel you. When he's trapping and the and the bass is ignorant, I'm getting speeded tickets. Common you know type shit. Yes. All right. You know, but it, it, he set the trends. I, we got to give Kanye. Kanye has set a lot of trends, bro. I know he's. 
kind of bugged out now, but I'm gonna give him his respect on this. I would say that that might just be, bro. It might just be because it spawned an entire generation of what we see today. An entire generation. We've seen what we did with the '90s, but we see today—that's the entire sound, bro. Like that's interesting. You know, even when you take even when you take N.W.A. like niggas didn't exactly take N.W.A. sound per se. You get what I'm saying? Maybe this aesthetic of the gangsterness. You know, but who? That's who, a big deal. Who you was? Could, you could argue that, to Mace's point, that G Funk's was something else entirely. The whole Death Row G Funk era is something else. It spawned from. There you go. Mm-hmm. But that was something else entirely. But when we listen to mm-hmm. the 808s, even though I know y'all niggas ain't digging it like that, when you listen mm-hmm. to it, and you listen to the shit now. It's very similar, bro. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Which means they they took exact lineage, not just like I like that little piece. I'm gonna ride with it. They ran they ran with that formula. So it's I'll give him his props. Mm, that's interesting. So we got one on the board for for, for this being the most inspirational. So I'm gonna read off the family tree here, you know. Yeah. So from 808s and Heartbreaks, based on this graphic, the big three that 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 came from it are Drake, Future, and Kid Cudi. From Drake, you led it into the weekend, which also leads into Tory Lane's party next door, Six Lack, and Bryson Tiller. If you don't know who Six Lack is, that's black with a six. You know what I mean? <laughs> Facts. From Future, and we talked about this on the lunch hour, you have Migos and Young Thug, which then transitions into 21 Savage, Gunna, and Lil Baby. Somebody was trying to tell me that that Gunna was 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 a, a thug clone. And I'm like, if you listen to Gunna, bro, that's heavily on R&B Future. When Future's in the singing bag, that's Gunna. But Gunna just has a better voice, but he's better with the melodies, in my opinion. Kid Cudi, from Kid Cudi, you have Travis Scott. And from Travis Scott, you have Don Tolliver, Lil Uzi, Trippy Red, Juice World, Sheck West. I'll take Trippy Red off of that. That's a Wayne clone. I think we're getting that wrong. I think I, you know what I mean. But he based does the auto tune singing a lot too. That's but right. but based on this, it's hard to argue with it because to give Kanye some flowers, he is the Rock Kim to Sin's argument of this era. He birthed all yeah. of it. I think a lot of his conflict with Drake is because he birthed all of these guys, and then Drake surpassed him almost immediately. That's something we don't talk about enough here. We know we know Drake is persona non grata at the rap round table <laughs> as far as the chat goes. Yeah. But we gotta we, we're always gonna talk about Drake because Drake is great. And and, and even if it's it's pen as a question, the music is there. It is what it is. Sonically amazing. Drake ran past Ye by like the second album, as far as honestly impact in the space. And yeah. Kanye's been struggling with that ever since. Cause it went from uh my beautiful dog to it's a fantasy, and then Drake said thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> it's mine now. You know what I'm saying? And and, and then it became an avalanche. And I think that's where the quarrel is. But if you're looking at the entire space, hell yeah. I can see it. Mm. I can see it. I wanna I wanna I wanna disagree. But it's like if anything if whoever everybody on this list is if you put it on the radio, that's them. They control this shit. With yeah. the exception of Kendrick and Cole. The only thing I'll say is an out strap on the cape. Let's go back to New York 20 years ago. I feel like the Dynasty album was almost important for the modern New York sound. You know what I mean? Because from the Dynasty album, you had like a lot of the fucking Beanie Seagull's first two albums, really. The entire Dipset sound is is spawned off of that. A lot of the guys who were trying to come up during that time, the sample era, the soul sample, Mm. the heavy on the horns, the big drums. That was a lot of a lot of that came out of the dynasty. But then it didn't stick. We died. You know what I mean? (laughs) Even even Fabulous got in the soul sample game for a second. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So I could say that, but I got a hard time. Like I want to agree with Sin because yeah, like Rakim is Rakim. But if we're just talking about like the impact of all of these guys and who they brought up alongside them, I'm a, I'm with Dini on this one, bro. 
I can't be mad at y'all, especially when we when we skew it. So what's going on right now? <laughs> Currently, yeah, right now these I guys understand. are mega stars. I still ride with my argument. These guys are mega stars. Everybody needs a big star, you know. But every every flow, every cadence, every delivery, every multi-syllable. Trace back to Rakim, man. God, I feel like God. Are, are they rhyming multi-syllable today? That pick, bro. They talk about it. You think what? You cheating, bro? Are they multi-syllable? How, how is it? How is it cheating? It's real life. Then are they yeah. rhyming multi-syllabic today, bro? What's going the on? The people we talk about. Drake saying. does. Drake yeah. does. There's a few. Can, that, them that's not the primary of sound of today. Yo, listen. The big wow. three is still. It's not our fault. They're not good. Cole, Drake, and whoa. Whoa. Until further I'm notice. Saying, I'm just we're saying. just speaking on the times. I'm just saying. Is there anybody? Is there a wild card in this argument that we're not considering? Like, is, is there we, a wild card is this, in this? Is what Wu bring to the table? Had, Did Wu spawn anything? I had straight out of Compton on my list as well. Uh, slash the Chronic. Um, that you know that split. I had to add and Ice Cube. Ill, so yeah. Um, and Illmatic. Um, I don't know. Chat. Those some those some joints in the in the chat that you think. Like the modern albums, which what think? about the who's responsible for the mafioso era and all the artists that came out after that? Cool G rap, G rap. So G rap treat ain't strong, honestly. When because when you really go to it, like when coke that's, rap, that's when a, was G rap? When was G rap first on on record? That that's a good question, man. And I, I always I always tell myself I'm gonna go back and do the knowledge. I <laughs> uh, do do get my mace on and do my. <laughs> OD research, um, but I, I I never get around to it. I always forget. Because that's a good point. When it comes to rhyme styles, Rakim, although he does get all the credit, mm-hmm. <laughs> G-Rap, man. G-Rap True. is right there. G-Rap, What about Kane? Kane, Kane, Kane was a little Kane, bit after. Hov looks Kane at Kane, Kane as, you know what I mean? As he, if you ask Hov, he's in the Kane family tree. Definitely with the Brooklyn MC. Kane was a little, a little after to me, you know what I mean? But I can understand because that's when you break it up, right? Mm-hmm. Because... The the Rakim mm. Nas to J. Cole lineage is something people separate from the Kane to Jay-Z to Drake lineage. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? And see, but, this is one of those situations where we don't claim to know everything, every single nuance and every <laughs> single yeah. detail of the history chat. If anybody has a, a, a timeline of Cool G rap to Rakim to Kane. You know what I mean? Because they all, song, they man. all, they they all got super busy with the, you know, they all were in that mix with that flow and that that delivery, um, and, and changing the game, uh, in terms of spitting. So, um, I know, I know, Kane came a little bit after, but if if y'all got a timeline between G Rap and Rakim, drop it, drop it in the comments and in who the chat. You, and in general, pick pick your tree. Maybe you got an artist we not considering right nice. here who. Who dropped a project or did something that spawned off on something else entirely? Or maybe Dr. Dre. F- forget straight out of Compton out. Maybe Dre himself. Maybe it's him specifically. I, that's what G-Funk I think. I ain't gonna crazy. lie. I think Dre is like the the <laughs> the lightning bolt. Because wouldn't you wouldn't you connect Kendrick to to Drake and basically the whole TDE? Would that, would that go back to Dre's lineage? That's that West Coast. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Yeah. And then Absolutely. when you when you talk about. It, when you really break it down, Dre to to Fifty in the game, that's yeah. also the West Coast yeah. shit. Dre to Fifty, if you remember, Fifty was the one who put together Pop Smoke's posthumous album. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The lineage could go to the to nowadays if you really want to, you know, go there. That's I didn't think about the Pop. I mean, would you have to add Shady to it? It might too? be Dre, bro. I'm saying, and you would, you would have to add Shady. 
Yeah. Of course. So that's course. A, yeah. so that's Which gets to Griselda. You know, that's, that's hefty. <laughs> that's hefty. And I want to put Griselda with Wu-Tang as far as the aesthetics, crew-wise and all that. Right. It's shit. It's a lot. It's a lot, man. It's a lot chat, of roots, what, y'all, man. what y'all feeling? And don't you know what? don't put we, no fluff in there neither. We might have no to sit down, down chat. do some research and then put out on you know how like the how the cops do that shit where they have like board. crime families board <laughs> yeah. and all yeah, yeah. Maybe we need to make a rap round table and all hip hop family tree grid and, 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 and then let y'all decide if our shit is right. Hey, let man. us know thumbs up or thumbs down if you want us to do some shit like that in the future. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Because that that that'd be some fun shit. We try to have a little more fun here at the rap round table. We trying, y'all. You know what Road, I mean? Road to Riches was 1989. Mm. Mm. When was the symphony? So, but the, I feel like the symphony was earlier. Though. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. 88. 88. But Peyton Ford was 87. 87, which so, means it was being made in 86. Ooh, yeah, God, it's God, God, right, Oh man, it goes back to the all himself. The God the came, all came out wasn't no more niggas crushing jelly beans, bro. I'm gonna let you know that shit. <laughs> Wow. Damn Where's Kendrick at? Wow. <laughs> what are we doing here? Shouts to the meatballs, boys. <laughs> yo, yo. No more putting face in the sand? No, no, more no muscle bound men in here, bro. <laughs> We're at the table. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, all right. But um, moving on. Oh, man. Before we yeah. continue on. The beat you hear in the background is produced by Sincere the Rap. The one and only. Yeah, man. Super producer. Make sure you hit that like button. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. You can find the Rap Around Table, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, YouTube. Get familiar. You know what I mean? Make sure y'all lock in and get focused. It's a lot of content coming out. You see, again, we're making some tweaks to what we do here. Make sure that you follow us on social so that you are completely locked in. Don't miss out. Then be like, oh, you didn't tell us. I'm telling you right now. So, since the raps now. Yes, sir. You know, you are notorious in, in our lineage of, of being the person that puts us on to new artists, music, or, or person that we need to pay attention to. Whether we facts, listen to you facts, right away facts. or not, it's usually you who brings... Y'all come around. Yeah. <laughs> we do. Eventually. It's, it's usually you who brings someone to the table. So, my question would be... And is, is another Yeah. Another tweet, you know what I mean, that you put out there and it's like... What's hip hop's main hub for finding emerging talent in 2023? Luca Guerini tweeted that, and I'm like, yeah. you know what? I'm gonna go to Sincere first. Based on how you find acts, who do you? How? how what's the Shit. best way to find new artists? Oh man, that's a really good question. Um, yeah, usually, usually it comes from my Twitter algorithm and my timeline on Twitter because that's usually where I spend the most amount of time. Uh, perusing, you know, doom scrolling, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? <laughs> Killing time. Um, yeah, and I'm pretty active on there too. Follow me if you haven't, you know what I mean? If you're not one of the 2,000 plus that is following me right now. Um, yeah, I would have to say Twitter, you know what I mean? But it, it's a really interesting question um, the, the, that that person put out there because like, I feel like be, since the taking over of social media in, in our lives uh-huh. in our culture um, it, it's not a, it, the, everything is flip flop everything is 180 now because we used to have you know the industry and the, the labels and the media platforms dictate to us 
you know what I mean, who the new artists were, who's breaking through, who's hot, who's not. Um, and now it's completely, you know, 180. You know what I mean? Like, the people are the ones dictating on social media. And sometimes it sometimes it'll be in earnest other times it'll be on some just like i don't know unserious just kind of fucking around shit like um sexy red i feel is like people just people just want to share her because look at this chick but then now it becomes part of the algorithm and people fit into it out of here bro that's a fact just get her out of here bro um but it but it's very interesting how how the industry now is on the receiving end because it's the people dictating to the industry what they should be doing and i don't i mean i didn't think it was it was perfect when the industry was dictating shit Mm. but it's uh, but the reverse of it is also not perfect a nice balance would be nice you know what i mean um but yeah it's a it's a very interesting question um and usually with me like i find things on twitter that's how where i discovered wrong streets was on twitter okay you know what i mean Maycito, from your perspective, how do you find new artists in 2023? Um, Sin made a great point about, you know, how it's almost like the NBA, right? They used to get, they mad that the players are putting together super teams, but when the GMs put together super teams, it was fine, right? Mm. So I actually, and in, in, I've been thinking about this for a while, like people long for the old days in the music industry when it was a bunch of payola, it was a bunch of smoke and mirrors, <laughs> it was a bunch of gatekeeping, it was a bunch of the same shit now, you know what I'm saying? So I, it's, it's interesting that, you know, when the young people become old, they don't realize that it's all the same. We all in the same matrix as like 1973, pretty on, much. Man. But um, I think it's, this is... I have two different answers to this question because if I'm correct, the the tweet themselves as how do labels mm. figure it out, right? And I think the labels just strictly have their own numbers, shit. You know what I mean? You got 500k on IG. You got, you know, you get 5,000 likes per Twitter post. Mm. You know what I mean? You 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 uh the sound that you use on TikTok is going up for the youngsters. You know what I mean? I think that's how labels are are finding their shit out. And, you know, look at the game. It, it makes sense. Me personally, I think we, we often speak about the different niches in hip hop, right? And the different subsections of, of shit that you're going to find. And I find that, like, you find artists different ways. You know what I mean? First time I heard Lil Baby, you know what I mean? Forgive me, Mayor Adams. I know you got your own shit going on. I was buying weed before it was legal. I was in the trap. I heard little baby bumping, bro. I was like, the fuck is that, bro? It's, it's this new nigga, little baby, bro. And, and we was off. That's the infamous freestyle. You know what I mean? When it comes to Griselda, I found out Griselda for the first time on the internet. You know what I mean? The web forum, shout to the Kali, shouts to Kanye to the... You know what I mean? Shouts to, you know, back in the day, all hip-hop. You know what I mean? When y'all, when y'all just used to go up. You know, so... You know, and then there's other artists like, like you know, the mainstream artists. I'm not gonna lie, I found out from the kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm, mm. you know, so I think is is there's so many niches in hip hop that you find out about niggas completely different ways. You know what I mean? There's some people you find out when you just outside. You know what I mean? And you be like, that's the shit outside. I remember the summer of or the or like the summer into fall of 2019 where I heard Fabio Foreign everywhere, and I'm like, who is this? Big drip, what the fuck is this? You heard that shit everywhere, bro. I had to figure out what the fuck this was. It gave me fucking 2002 Wankster vibes because I heard it out of every single car, bro. Mm. So it's like, I think 
depending on the artist you just you're gonna you're gonna figure it out different ways now if you yourself are limited into what you do you might only know about certain artists you know what i'm saying so i think it's so it's different places for different type of shit heard it do you need to balance what's your take um i think it's kind of like your surroundings you know like we don't we already named off all the avenues we used to have to go hear new music so now we have other things one of the biggest sources i realized is your bros if you got a good source of bros who fuck with hip-hop they're gonna constantly be sending you shit you can constantly be sending them shit that's a huge avenue um being outside you know a lot of times like a lot of artists would debut to me just like in the spot just like oh who's this shit and this wound up this was a, a new song that just came out of nowhere and was like just taking off you know um I, I think the first time I heard um Cardi when she was rapping was in the spot you know I never heard Cardi like like I'm not a real big Twitter dude so you know a lot of a lot of people use TikTok now for me YouTube's a big one you know if you type in like TikTok is huge, bro. Like oh, new yeah. drill Long, music or yeah. new new um new soundscapes or whatever <laughs> you're looking for. You know what I'm saying? Like if, for the new lo-fi, you know what I'm saying? You'll definitely find something and, and you just you bounce from there. You might be introduced to an artist from there. You go through the catalog. You see from their catalog, they got people they did um maybe one song with, maybe several songs with. You go tap into that person's catalog and it kind of trickles and meticulates from there. Be like, it's a lot of different avenues. Um, if you have children. You know, what are the kids listening to? You, you, you got a kid that's, what, 20, 21? That's yeah. a whole different 22. sound. 22. Shout out to Lil J. We got a, it's a whole different sound that he's listening to from what you used to, you know? He can introduce you, as I'm sure he has, to a whole different sound. He put you, he had you listening to, who was it? Was it A Boogie a with the hoodie? You know what I'm saying? Like, shit like that. Every you got, morning. You got young, you yeah. got young. I got the young kids. You got so the young, young boys, so they got their little sound right now, whatever they listen to. They might you know be on that, like, they might be on 41 right now. 41 Bet. So you know the job for putting me on to that. And that's my shit. I love, I love them dudes. They just dropped And the girl, but they, great music. You, you find out from different ways, bro. Like, there's so many ways. There's, you just have you have to just want the music. We don't have the club. We don't have the DJ that was on for two hours. We don't have the K slaves cooking like they You're used to. You're not spoon feeding it. You know what I'm no saying? More, we don't bro. have the clues to break new music. And it depends on the kind of music you want to listen to. If you want to, when you listen to you, that's when niggas want to tap into heavy boom bap tunes. That's when you had your like, outside of the classic shit he played when you introduced us to like Joe Buttons, Fabulous, um, the A Team, shit like that. You know, mm-hmm. Ransom and them like. But other than that, like you have to really just know where to go. Nowadays, there's so many different avenues. You know, does anybody actually use or trust the Discover uh, tab in Apple Music or Spotify? Whatever? I don't even look at that shit. That shit for I us. Just, just for us, but for I just them, let them shuffle whatever they. For the youth, play. I feel like I feel like the youth will <laughs> stumble upon something they like. By Drake, not us. They play that after everything. But I f- <laughs> nonstop <laughs> and, again. You know, what the fuck? <laughs> Big record though. <laughs> well, he, I just played a Wu Tang record. He, he is an Apple Music property, but anyway, <laughs> for me, damn. for me, I would say it's it's word of mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of the music that I come across, it's someone telling me maybe oh you should fuck with such and such, you should fuck with such and such, and I'm like I right, maybe I will, maybe I won't. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I if I like it, like the Roman Street's example is 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 key. I think the first time around I fronted, and then Dini, I think I think Dini dropped was it ninety six naughty ninety six naughty wind breaker and shit. then and then when I listened to that I just fell into the rabbit hole and I'm like oh this nigga this nigga is and then I think I came back to the group chat and I'm like yo this shit is fire so now when you guys tell me yo tap in I right, I'm gonna fuck with it when the black stop tells me to tap into some shit I'll tap into it um, Mace you made a point because I I work in schools. When, when when Fabio was, was popping, 
That's how I came across Fabio. I used to work. I used to work on the fifth floor, and the gym was on the fifth floor. And the kids, like the gym teacher, would let the kids have control of the radio for the period. So as I'm walking through, and I'm here, bow, 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 <laughs> like what? Bow. What the fuck bow. is that? And then you go in there, and it's like they dancing, going crazy. I didn't know what twirling was until <laughs> I, I worked in that school. It was twirling. It was getting sturdy. It was getting sturdy. And I'm like. I'm like, who's that? So I asked him one of the little senior niggas. I'm like, yo, who that? He's like, oh, that's oh, that's Fabio Foreign. I'm like, oh, all right, let me look him up. It's oh, I like thing. this Fabio. Huh? Mm. That's a fact. Same thing with Pop Smoke. When Pop Smoke had, um, what, what was it? Welcome to the party. I'm like, uh, what's, what's this? Oh, that's Pop Smoke. He, he's from Canarsie. Oh. oh, all right, bet. You know what I mean? I think you guys told me about Stove God. Like, there's no artist that I stumbled across by accident. I, every every artist that I've I've tapped into or I fell in love with, I was told about it. So for me, it's word of mouth or just happened to be at the right place at the right time. But I don't I don't think because the thing is this tweet, I want I want to pull it up again. Give me one second, y'all. Bear with me. It's crazy, John. The, the question was asked as far as like XXL freshman classes are yeah. done, unsigned hype columnists isn't around, the blogs are no longer dominant. This is the fact. To me, it's it's just about to Macy's point, online presence and then how you how that online presence converts into conversation, and that conversation usually usually gets to me. You know what I mean? I would say more so in the last year, I've maybe found more artists because of the podcast, just perusing and shit. Right. But the niggas who are fire, y'all niggas told me, or the or the streets told me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's how I think it should go. Like I don't. The game is weird. You know what I mean? I don't know how it to. Is. You know what I mean? It's, it ain't what it used to be. Yeah, it's it a, it's interesting because it's we don't fall, we don't have like you you say word of mouth. Mm-hmm. You're you're hearing that from somebody that you know and trust. And there used to be like persons or entities in the industry or industry adjacent that we used to kind of feel like we know and trust them. And if they say, "Yo, this person's hot," we're mm-hmm. gonna pay attention. There's nobody that's like that anymore. Not at all. It's just, it, it's the internet, the not, algorithm. You don't trust that Flex? Is, huh? Flex? No way. And <laughs> you mentioned that, Sin, and it's really because of the veil being thrown, uh, taken down. Because yeah. at the end of the day, the youngins seen what happened in our era. So not, they seen yeah. that niggas was bought and paid for. We used yeah. that before, right? Mm, so yo. the youngins see, like, the OGs, as much as we revere them, the youngins is like, these niggas was taking payola. To be these fair, niggas was doing this. I'm, I got to push back for yeah, payola, but now this is the era of the plant. Like, this plant's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, niggas at the CIA gave a sexy right, nigga. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm trying to infiltrate. You know, that, we, I'll, I'll stand we've on had that. the conversation that even though it's a new term, industry plant existed yes, way yeah. back yeah. then. Yeah. You know what I'm going to be honest? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, uh, outside is definitely, because that's that's why I was introduced to Pop Smoke when we when Pusha brought him out at mm. the show. And um, Coney Island Yes And I was like Yo I think I heard this song before That's when he did that And he did Dior I mean niggas was like Oh shit Like we I didn't I never heard these songs As far as like out loud Like like that But I'm like I knew these were hits And yeah. from there Like he literally took off Like since that day bro Like in R.I.P. And I know We hate the internet But the internet Really is what puts you on To the nice niggas If you ask me true. Like you know what I'm saying That's Like true. first time I heard about Mac was on the internet bro Like first time I heard mm. about you know what I mean? Yeah. Rome was through y'all. You know what I mean? The, the legendary Rome Streets Rap Roundtable interview. Oh. But it's like a lot of the nice niggas, the people who actually rap, that's the internet if you ask me, bro. Like, it's, it's like, like I'll give Lang Jenkins, that. like a lot of niggas yeah. that's Lang, like. Lang put me on the um, Lupe. So, you know. I was outside for Lupe. I ain't you know what I'm saying? It, so you, you do get. The gift and the curse, man. 
You know, that's one of my favorite artists. So you take time to introduce you to one of your favorite artists, you know? Well, no, I think the internet is part of the reason why we we digest things so so quickly. Because, like, I saw a tweet today from Cobb. I think he's in Joe Button's camp. Yeah. And he was saying, oh, like, yeah, the Scary Hours 3 album came and went. And I'm like, to me, no, it didn't. I'm so I listen to that shit every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like, if it's not carrying the conversation, it's like, right. it came, it comes and goes. But it's like, what about the person who's going to work, going home, and playing six tracks back right. to back? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But just not tweeting about it. Right, right. So, just enjoying the music. I'm a thousand percent glad you mentioned that tweet because when I saw that tweet last night, I thought the same thing as you, Job. I'm like. I'm like we we have to stop saying shit came and went because only your Bucks. only the fans of the artists are talking about an album after the week it drops anyway. Right. Like so, it might be True. more fans depending on the artist, but everything came and went unless you like are in that fan base. Everything comes and goes, right. bro. So, Joe, I'm to glad me, you mentioned that because when I saw that tweet, I'm like, come on, bro. Like, the internet has kind of trained niggas to to have it where when the album drops that day. Album is the conversation that day, and if it's really fire, it spills over into Saturday and maybe Sunday. But or by really Monday, bad. right? Yeah. But by Monday, we move on. We back at work, and yeah. we back to our usual routine <laughs> or whatever, whatever personal playlist we already made. We we back listening to that shit. Whatever sticks sticks. Right. We grown men, yeah. bro. That's like, a fact. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, next topic. Yeah, Benny the Butcher. You know he he's in a I would say a a, a long term rollout. For everybody can't go Like I think From from our perspective We didn't like How the rollout started As far as Where it's supposed to be at But I'm starting to figure it out now Like he He's he's doing the Twitter thing He did the listening He's he's arguing with fans Shit like that But it's like I don't think that's a good idea That, that he's arguing with fans Maybe that's just me I'm, I'm one person but there was a tweet that came out from Brick Van Exel, and he had a conversation with Fire Benny Bush. That's a fact. <laughs> he says, Benny says, I'm on a seven-year run. Only three years away from the 10-year run, I promise y'all, on one-way flight. Brick Van Exel says, but the last four years been late career Vince Carter, big dog. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Damn it, Oof. Benny responds and says, this is what I mean by y'all little opinions. Numbers never went down, champ. Only um. However... Feel how, how, however you feel personally, it's not the reality of the situation. God bless you. You know when when, the, when you get hit with the God bless, <laughs> bless the God you, bless. niggas is tight. It's hit a nerve. <laughs> niggas is tight. Yeah. I've been told God Be bless well. before, man. <laughs> <laughs> and no good. Brick, Brick Van Exel responds and says, "I've been rocking with you since my first brick in, in, in Butcher on Roids, and I got a frame of your album in my crib. No one rocks with you more than me, but I gotta keep it a stack. You're not hitting the beats the same way you used to." Go listen to Butcher on Roids. I'm always rooting for you. Benny says that's an opinion. You're most likely a boom bap guy. It's a fact. Numbers go up every time. Opinions over facts. So, <laughs> this is not the first time Benny's kind of been like a little frustrated with the public perception of him and people's talking points when it comes to his name. This is part of the rollout, I'm assuming. He's he, he, The chip on the shoulders is, yeah. is, a, is as big as a boulder. That's the thing. Dini, you hear this conversation. You see where Benny's going with this rollout for everybody can't go. What do you think about the conversation? What do you think about where Benny's trying to take the conversation about him as an artist? I, I was I was in lockstep, but obviously Sin Sin brought me back to ground. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. Sin brought me back okay. to life. It's, it hasn't been a rough four years. It's been a rough like year and a half. You know, so um, if, if that, I'd say a year. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, uh, um, Tanner Talk Four didn't, didn't hit the streets like I thought it would. You mm. know, it so I'm, so so I'm gonna count that too. Um. 
I mean, you kind of set like I, we talked about it, man. You set the tone when you album next album out of Def Jam like DMX, like you set the tone for mm-hmm. people to like have high expectations, and this thing keeps getting pushed back. And you know, we're thinking pushbacks usually mean, you know, usually not positive things. You know, it could be a creative just direction, just going different ways. He wants to do something, the label wants to do something else. It's usually something that's not positive. Mm. The streets been wanting this for a long time. He's a winter time nigga too. Like he makes ski mask music. You know what I'm saying? This is the perfect time for some new Benny. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of the track with Wayne, but I'm assuming there's a lot more in the tuck. But I mean, you once you once you get on the internet, you respond to the comments, bro. You're you're subjected to anything that you're gonna get. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Like I go online. Granted, I like I I, I don't get to smoke Benny get. I'm just a regular nigga, but I see shit all the time. Like. I ain't going back and forth with these niggas. I'm going to be here all day. Like, Benny, obviously, like, I, you shouldn't have the time. You get what I'm saying? Mm. You should be in the studio perfecting the shit out of this music that we want to hear from you. And, and anything less than that, to me, is, in Charles Barkley's words, uncivilized, bro. Like, I don't, I'm just, I'm not here for it. I want the music. All this talking. Dude made a point, Brick Van Nexel. It's been, it's been, everybody else has been ascended. You know, Conway has ascended since that time. Um, Westside, even though that last time wasn't my particular favorite, he's ascended since that time as far as new ground, new territory. It's it's time for Benny to do the same. That's it. Okay, so what do you think about that? Um, I think Brick Van Exel got to chill out a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got to relax. Okay. Um, because, I mean, I see, I see what he's saying. Are you Brick Van Exel? What the Ooh. fuck are you talking about? <laughs> a little bit. A little uh. bit. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you asking if Brick Van Exel? Get rid of this guy. Uh, a little bit, yes. Okay. Elaborate. I'm Elaborate. leaning towards like, that. Like, who yes. is this guy? Facts. Where okay. All right. Yeah. And why do we fucking keep acting like he's somebody that we need to fuck with? Get rid of this guy. Off my lawn early. Okay. Um, nah, but he he, do, he does have to relax a little bit because um, I see what he's saying, and he's there, there's a lot of people out there that feel this way. They think that uh, since Tanner Talk 3, Benny the Butcher has been on a downhill slide um and i don't i don't agree with that sentiment one bit you know what i mean i i do think tanner talk three was an amazing album amazing project right some people will call it a, a modern day classic you know what i mean um and talk three Tanner Talk 3. Okay. Yeah. People love Tanner Talk 3. Sure. Yeah. Tanner Talk 3 <laughs> was that. Tanner Talk yeah. 3 was what yeah, not changed four. the not conversation four. about yeah. him as an artist. I thought he said 4. On the overground. Right. Did right. I say 4? I might. I thought, you said 3. I might have said 3. Okay, okay. I might have If I slipped but my 3 bad. is a masterpiece. Yeah. Agreed. Tanner Talk 3 was crazy. Um, so when he says, yo, the last four years have been Vin- Vince Carter level, he's talking about the plugs I met, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Uh, he's talking about Burden of Proof. And that that's the that's the project that was so divisive mm. in the space. You know what I mean? Because people coming off of Tanner Talk 3 were like, yo, I want more of the Alchemist and Derringer. What what's what's this hit boy shit? Mm. You know what I mean? Um, but Burden of Proof, listen, shit. Great music. I, I love it. I'm so, I was sold after Burden of Proof. You couldn't shit. tell me shit. Jaw ja, ja might probably loves it more than I do. And then um, the plugs I met too, which you know fire. wasn't wasn't as good as the first one, but it was still a fire project to me. These are all great projects. If Benny has been struggling, I would say maybe the last year, right? Uh, since he, you know, the Def Jam mm-hmm. thing started, and he started rolling that out, and he started saying shit like, you know, I'm gonna have the best Def Jam debut since DMX. <laughs> um, ever ever since that, 
he's he struggled to really gain footing uh, in that new space that he's in. But these fuck plugs I met, burden of proof, and plugs I met too, crazy projects. So to say he's been Vince Carter for the last four years, the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, Macy. what do you think about that, bro? Interesting, interesting. Real quick, Sin, when did Stabbed and Shot two drop? Um, Stabbed and Shot. Oh, uh, it might have been 2018. 2018. 2018 yeah. is, oh, all right. So that, that for shout out Walt with the assist in the yeah. cut. <laughs> shout to Walt stabbing and shooting niggas, man. Um, <laughs> the great, listen, <laughs> yo, Walt the great, the, the Ginobili of the team, Euro stepping all over you, engineer niggas. Shit. Um, ah, man, it's hard being an artist, bro. And you know, I done I didn't came through in every Benny segment. I say in the last three, four segments, I don't let the fifty cal go off. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> closed casket type shit. You know what I'm saying? But if we gonna be Should honest be. here, man, it's hard being an artist, bro, cause it's like what is he supposed to do here? You know what I'm saying? Your day ones are are upset because they don't want you to to grow any more than you did but like that's what you get into the music industry for mm-hmm. you know what i mean to take y'all behind the veil even us as content creators are, cha- are are battling that you know what i mean making sure the miss lbs and the marcoses and the jadorians and all of y'all still fuck with us but trying to find that new audience is nice. very difficult man so it's like i i, I kind of feel for benny here because it's like he don't want to be doing little venues for the rest of his life. He don't want boom bat niggas being the only niggas that fuck with him the rest of his life. Like, no, no neck bro, niggas. he's he got a family, bro. Uh, he real. got a family and he got dreams and aspirations. So it's, I feel bad for somebody who who. You know what I mean? Because Benny hasn't fallen off lyrically. You right. know what I'm saying? Nah, if you don't still, like the, got it. if you don't like the production style, I still don't feel like he's not. Making sure, like, it's not like Benny just go to a, go, yo, Denny, go pick some beats for me, nigga. Like, I still feel like being like Benny is using the same process that he's always used. Right. You know what I'm saying? But he clearly wants a different audience. He wants more more notoriety. He wants more bread, like the rest of us. Yeah. So it's like for for a nigga to say, yo, I've been down since day one. You know what I'm saying? Like, why you why you doing this? It's like that's kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because I. Us at the rap roundtable, and I, I imagine all content creators hope that the audience that you gain initially will follow you through the journey. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I I, I thought what Benny uh, replied to to kind of end everything was kind of like that was apropos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it's like, ah, right, you just you you're not willing to take this trip with me. You know what I'm saying? And it's like. I, I just it's, it's it's a strange place for an artist to be in, you know what I mean? Cause not everybody is Drake, bro. Where everything you put out, all your fans is gonna say that's that new shit. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody is Jay Z, where you know four 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 is a classic. You know what I'm saying? Like some <laughs> niggas have to, some niggas it's have not. to. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a response to you, Mason. That's the point. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like it's like he's not in the position where niggas is just gonna jack whatever you doing, no matter what. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's. I feel for Benny, you know what I mean, and and I'm rooting for him because this is like it's such a weird position to be in to to be looking for new people mm-hmm. that you don't even know will like you in general, and and kind of and the people that fuck with you initially saying, hey, you're abandoning us, mm-hmm. you know what but I mean? It's so a, it's a tough spot, bro. It's a tough it's, spot. It's a really man. tough spot. But at the end of the day, like when you're a day one fan of something, no, bro. Like I hate to say this, but sometimes you almost feel like you 
you actually really fam with that person because you've been along for the journey. You know what I'm saying? Like a, like a person you met. You met him for, you met him, y'all friends for 10 years. If you knew him when he was a young dude and he ascended to his journey, you might feel like, yo, like I was... I was there, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I've been around where, for this nigga. Uh, this I'm not saying, that's, I'm not, a, that's a them problem. Not, you're right, right you're right. But, but, that's, me, but this is where problem. I'm going to jump in at. This is where I'm going to jump in at. I felt, and Mace made that point about, uh, you know, we, we're facing some of the same issues. Because it's like, when you have a, a staunch, quote, fandom, or, or in our case, I don't like to use the word fan, but subscriber base. People who pull up and they support everything you do. You know what I'm saying? You want to make sure that you feed them. But at the same time, when we started potting, we had everyone. If you start a business, everyone has grand views of what they want the business to be. Eventually, they settle on they realize this is my ceiling and I'm going to maximize that ceiling. But when you first start this shit out, you want to take it as far as you can take it. And, and, and with us, it's like when we talk about Drake or we talk about different topics that stray away from quote Nas and Jay-Z. Kenny Mac might not like that, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, we didn't we didn't come out the gate to just be in one corner. We feel like our perspective of rap, we can speak for an entire nationwide audience. Even when the South niggas get mad at us, they don't hear that we we show future mad love. You love Lil Wayne, you know what I'm saying? I I, I love the entire Memphis rap scene. We love Texas, shit like that. But at the end of the day, the objective is to expand the business and, and, and do and provide something that we feel like is missing. When I look at Benny, I think that's the same shit. He came in the game and he was on some trap shit. Young Benny was a trap rapper. Yeah, right. Yeah. We have to tell <laughs> the truth. He found a niche with the with the boom bappery. Much like how we found the niche with the Nas fans. And Niggas tried to push back on us and said we were using Nas for clicks and all that other shit. But at the end of the day, we found a fan base that liked us. And we decided to provide something that they felt was missing. Right. Because we liked the fact that they liked us and they got the show and we cooked for them and they took the journey with us. I think the issue that Benny's having is that whereas a Marcos, a Miss LB, a Jadorian is willing to go wherever we go, they go follow us now because they fuck with us. They actually fuck with us. Yeah. I feel like boom bap rap fans are a little pretentious. Mm. They're not going to take the journey. No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. (laughs) What I'm saying is they love boom bap. They don't want to go nowhere else outside of the boom bap scope. And it makes me concerned because it's like, did you like Benny? Did you like Wes? Did you like Conway? Did you like the, the sound more so than the artist producing the sound? And I think Benny's having that fight. Because f- from his point of view, do you like the sound? Like when he said, oh, you're a boom bap guy. That means you like the sound. But when he dropped Burden of Proof, he was like, I don't know about this. Nigga, Burden of Proof was everything you loved about Griselda on roids. Because yeah. it ain't like Hit Boy tried to take you somewhere else. Hit Boy did everything Griselda's known for, but turned it up to, not to say Kanye kindness. levels, but he put a little Kanye on that. Mm. A little yeah. just on that. Because yeah. yeah. I think Sinai said it like, in some cases, he sounded like he was doing his best Just Blaze impersonation yeah. with some of them joints. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, Benny's learning a, a tough lesson. There's some niggas like what you produce, but they don't like you. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like with the with the, the Nas conversations with us, some niggas like us talking about Nas, but they don't like us. Mm. You know what I'm saying? 
Talk. Real shit. It's real. Real shit. Facts. We not and if it don't apply, let it fly. We're not talking to we talking to the niggas who like the Nas talk, but they don't like us. Benny's putting out these kind of when he did plug talk with, with two chains. Niggas was mad about that record, bro. <laughs> They, they didn't want that. Right. The song yeah, is fire. fire. It's a dope record. It is. But they came here for Boom Bap at a high clip, and they look at Benny as the nigga who can produce that. I think Benny, at this point, needs to move away from having diatribes with fans. That should stop. Whoever's your handler, or if you don't have a handler, hire one. Back and forth to fans like that. Yeah. Because I didn't like the Boom Bap. You're a Boom Bap guy, see? But Benny, you made a name Boom Bap, so you got to be careful. Yeah. Careful. And, and I wanted to make that point too. Uh, and I, I had alluded to this when I was talking about like, um, what like what the fuck is a label? What do they do? Mm. You know what I mean? Like in today's <laughs> you know do it yourself you know world that we live in, uh, you don't really you don't a lot of these artists even artists on labels they don't have a publicist they don't have somebody that they can you know call or text or email mm. be like yo like. How should I handle this? Or can you handle this for me? You know what I mean? Because I, I I, don't have time for this or I prob- I'm probably going to say the wrong thing. But, you know, like, Benny's a person like we're a person. He, he goes on Twitter, he reads some shit. The first reaction, the gut reaction is, yo, fuck this nigga. Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell him about That's himself. Real. Fuck him. You, but you've told you know me I mean? many times, stop yeah, doing that. Can't, can't, can't Benny do needs that. a sin? <laughs> Might have, yo, the ben, Benny, Benny needs a sin, gang. Because Benny feel like I'm putting this work in and you should fuck with it. But right. in reality, everybody's not going to fuck with what people fuck out. with it. Man. Right. You know? And I think all of us have to get to that, to that, you know. Niggas, and I'm not trying to compare us to Griselda, but it's just co- content creation is vast. Now nah, you made a point when you said there's people who are going to be here from day one who might not fuck with us if we go in a different direction. That's right. real shit. They feel betrayed. Right. That's how that's right. the, in their minds they feel like we're betraying them. I felt like it's, it's almost like you fell in love with a girl because she was just and she's not that way anymore. It, or like so, you fell in love with a shorty, she was wild thinking and she decided to become a fitness and again, shorty go. and she lost mad weight. Right. All that's the beef so, is gone. <laughs> on her. Did you again, like that's, her? That's you so, like the you know? Right. Did you, yes. love, did you love what she had or did you love her? Right. It's right. so weird to me the 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 entitlement. <laughs> the entitlement that they feel. Yes. When they when they are a day one and Journey, they man. they're like, yo, I, I I've been rocking with you, you know what I mean? I've been a fan since day one. Like you're supposed to, you're supposed to support me the way I support you. That's and that's yeah. not how it works. That's how they feel, man. That's not how it works. And you're not owed anything. At the end of the day, and niggas get mad. Jay Z has said it. Drake has said it. I believe even Nas has alluded to it. Like if listen. Buy the old album if you want the old me, gang. <laughs> like, and, the way, the way I look at it, niggas done follow LeBron on like nine teams, bro. Y'all niggas could follow me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, move, bro. Yo, no funny shit. You're right. Because I remember at the peak of the anti-LeBron movement, <laughs> niggas was not fucking with the Lakers. And all of LeBron fans, when LeBron came, to, he became L.A. Braun. They all Laker fans Salute now. to my nigga Tim. So, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Oh, is Tim one of them? Yeah, Tim, everything is LeBron, bro. He hated Kobe. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Shout out to my bro, Willie D, who was a Cavs fan, and then he was a fucking Heat fan, Whatever. and then he was a Cavs fan again. Goes. And now he's trying to come be a Lakers fan. No, bro. On that radio flyer. Stand outside, bro. I know, I, know you, I know you hated it, y'all. All the new. What the fuck? I don't interact fans. with them. They, you're not, you're not gang. Shall see you, Willie. D. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, well, one last point on God this topic, and we can move on. But like, there, there was some mace I said I forget now, but like, it made me think about how, you know, what I mean that that transition from Illmatic to it was written. Imagine if we had Twitter. Oh, back in '95. Yeah. 
Bro. They didn't call that shit trash. They would have fronted on Illmatic. I mean, Flame uh, it was written so bad, bro. Yo. Oh. Mm. I, man. Perception. Sca- scary hours, man. Perception, if, if reality, Twitter, my nigga. That's real. Back in 96. This is not Illmatic. Oh but you know what? God. Real quick, because I meant to say it earlier. You can't always expect direct sequels to your favorite shit. Yeah. Like, if you like the plugs I met three, it. why would, like, like in Benny's mind, why would I make another album that's the same? Right. Like, why should plugs I met four pick up where plugs I met three left off? In a perfect world, selfishly as fans, we want that because we love the last one so, so crazy. But artists are not trying to just do the same shit. Niggas love a series, though. They and- love a series, but... Like why should say that? Let's say hypothetically, the, the album is fourteen tracks. Why should track one of the next joint just be track fifteen of, of the last one? <laughs> and classics are classics for a reason, mm. because oh, they, they don't they're few and far between. They're not easy to make, bro. Like if everybody could just make Tanner Talk three every time out, and Jav, you fuck? just you just then nothing hap- would be a classic, right? And Jav, you mentioned it's 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 really the boom bad fans, man. Mm. Because because we just spoke about Kanye. Kanye created five different albums. You know what I mean? Y'all remember the first time hearing it was mad at graduation too. Let's be clear. They were mad at graduation too. They didn't love graduation. This is true. This is true. So you're not wrong. You know what I mean? Like it's just you know graduation grew on people. Graduation. I was on graduation from day one. I knew this shit was fire. Like to me, graduation is better than the first two. Yeah, in my opinion. Graduation is is my favorite Kanye album. I know I get Dark Twisted Fantasy is you know I do um, love College Drop. My beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is is, is something else. It's that's, out of here, yeah, out of here. That's the nerve for you to make that with album five, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Like how the fuck do you pull that off? You know what I'm saying? But um, real quick, you know as we move along in spot, make sure you don't tune out. We got Coach Bombay in the building tonight. Yes, sir. Um, if you don't know who he is, he's one of the, the number one dot connectors in hip hop. He fact. also manages Rome Streets. He's our guest for tonight. So make sure that you don't tune out. You might want to know how the fuck he got to this position. Yes, sir. Managing one of the hottest artists in the game. Mm-hmm. One of Griselda's number one draft picks in the yeah. game. Word. Talk about it. Lock in. With a quite an interesting story himself. Shit. Yeah. The more I talk to him, the more I realize he's a lot more vested. In, and I, like, like he knows he's... He's a dot connector. That's all I'll say. <laughs> no spoilers. Um, Swiss Beat says that he has a lot of music. In fact, enough music to put out a posthumous DMX album. So I asked the chat. I asked the rap roundtable. Do we need another DMX album? Mesito. There's not many things we need less than another DMX album. Maybe wow. like a recession. I didn't expect that. Another, yeah, another pandemic. Another round of COVID. Sheesh. You know what I mean? Right. Like, wow. you know what I mean? A drive-by <laughs> shooting in your block. You know what I'm That's saying? That's crazy. The, 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 bus, drug war. the school bus being parked in front of you and you got to wait for all the kids to get out. There's not a lot of things <laughs> that you want less than, you know what I mean? A, DMX, a new DMX album, bro. Like, let's be honest. This last one wasn't it. Hmm. The the ones he dropped before, wasn't it? Like I was I was deep into my internet game the other day and, and shouts to the Kali. They was making fun of the greatest hits album that DMX put out where he re-recorded the lyrics to his classics. Oh Rough Riders Anthem was sounding crazy, bro. Wait, like, that happened? Yeah, that happened. I never I didn't I, maybe know about I erased that. it out of my mind. I'm gonna send that to the group chat. Please. That's what I'm trying to get paid for your music. Oh, yeah, so y'all gotta re record your shit. Y'all gotta hear that Rough Riders anthem. Y'all gotta hear that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like 
<clears throat> Listen We love X We love You know what I mean Rest in peace to him One of the goats of the game Y'all seen when we did The rapper fantasy draft That was my second pick Y'all surprised He was still on the board X is one of those niggas All time forever 98 X Listen That might be the MVP Of all MVPs mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying But Listen man If you had If you got a whole new Batch of DMX material To put on a new album Why didn't you add that shit To the last album Because this last album wasn't it. You know what I mean? The last album was was uh, stitched verses and, and whack beats. So it's like, Swiss, don't be that guy. Don't be, don't do what they did to them posthumous Tupac tracks. Don't Biggie. Biggie duets us, nigga. Biggie like, duets. <laughs> <laughs> with Nelly verses and Jazzy with Faye the nasty for girl. the hook. You know what I'm saying? Shout o- out Jazzy Faye. <laughs> the intro had Obi Trice on it, nigga. Obi like, come Trice. on, Puff. You know what I mean? You done worse since then. But come on, Puff. <laughs> Shit. So nah, man. Like, let the let the dog's legacy rest in peace. Swiss, you got mad art. You and you and Alicia Keys is going crazy. She's still getting Empire State of Mind money. If y'all want ex family to be good, then just give them some bread yourself, nigga. Mm, you know what I'm saying? But to denigrate and to desecrate his legacy like this by just dropping bullshit as a Pac fan like my nigga like Pac's life take take it easy (laughs) Pac's life bro when he had Ashanti verses on there bro in TI 16s yeah so nah I'ma just say listen remember that do not do this Swiss Please don't. You already faked like you had a, a, a DMX verse on a Wayne song when it was just a scratched hook. I don't even know if I believe him, actually. So no, <laughs> uh, no, because if there was, if what it, is going on here? They did this. They did this on the last Pop Smoke album when it was like we got new Pop Smoke verses, and it was like really, bro. So like, don't do this for for X, bro. Do not do this to his legacy and drop some bullshit album, please. And please, if you do, don't use your beats. <laughs> Damn it, man! Um, is this it? That was a slow roast. Yeah, that was, bro. Bro. That's, that's hard to cut. That's, 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 that's a good God. Damn. Damn, Damn it! it. <laughs> Swiss would say, "God damn, God damn it!" <laughs> zone, zone, zone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, nah. You you know what drop we need? Which We're one? gonna need this for for. Nah, you don't have it, but oh. you know what we need on that soundboard? Um, y'all watch The Office. Yes. Y'all, yeah. y'all know when no! when Michael Scott <laughs> <laughs> saw Toby and was like, no, 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 no. That's what we need right now. I will be working on that. We need Yo. that drop for situations like this. Oh that's the only that's the only possible reaction to this, man. We don't. Not only do we not need this, but as as May saluted. Yo, kill the posthumous albums altogether, bro. Unless it's actual tracks, ac- actual material that was recorded in the time and was never released, mm-hmm. and you got the files or you got it on on that or you know on cassette somewhere, and you pull it out of the archives. Unless it's that, don't fucking Frankenstein some shit in 2023 today. Don't just stop. Please, we don't we don't need this. No. You know what I mean? Um, and part of me kind of understands where Swiss is coming from with this idea because that was his bands, and you know he wants to make sure that his name is not forgotten and that he still stays in the collective consciousness of hip hop and, and culture. 
Um, but this is this is not the way to do it, especially with the latest run of production that you've had, Swiss. This is absolutely Oof. not the way to go about this thing. Again, if you if you have some classic songs or even classic verses in their original state, absolutely put those out. You know what I mean? I would love to hear some shit from 98, 99, 2000. You know what I mean? But if you're Frankensteining some shit together today, keep that. Frankenstein is nasty work. Do you need a balance? Tell me you got something positive to say. Eat that. In the words of Drake, man, don't do it. Please don't do <laughs> it. Um, I mean, are we in the 25th anniversary of the, of the two greatest drapes for him anyway? Right. Like, aren't we? This is 98. Yeah. We're in 2023. You can do a nice little 25th anniversary of His Dark as Hell is Hot. Little 20th anniversary, 25th anniversary of um, Flesh of My Flesh. And our and, Dean. You know, and we can come back and revisit that in five years and make, you know what I'm saying? Make it a 30 year drink. But we don't. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> Yo. We don't. <laughs> we don't, bro. Like, I love DMX. Like, we're not going to do table. that in the sense, but. Like we've heard the last few projects, bro, and between like the way they put the music together, the production, mm. the sonics, just we don't need you. Like in the words of Demi yesterday, I'm good on that. Mm. <laughs> bro, oh, I'm good yeah, on that. Yeah. We don't need that, Shouts bro. To Demi, man. Salute, Shouts to Demi. <laughs> Salute the Swiss, but we just don't need that. Hey, um, I'm still waiting on that post on Juvenile Hell. Listen, listen, <laughs> shit. Listen to what I was saying. Never. And this won't sin. come out for days, but I know he still won't have posted about it. I'm not lying. I'm in lockstep with Sim. <laughs> when it comes to the posthumous releases, I think we, at this point, I understand the business of it. What didn't Kiss say? Like a, like a dead rapper gets better promotion. Promotion. promotion mm-hmm. yep. I understand. Believe me. But I think it's time to do away with it because if the artist is not one thing about rap albums, it's, it's not like R and B so much. I know R and B. Artists do have a say, but a lot of times on the industry level, R&B acts, pop acts, there's a lot of people in that room that make the decisions to what, what records eventually get out there. I feel like rap is still a lot more personal for the artists as far as who who's spitting and what how the song structure, how the album structure gets put together, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So for me, putting like putting together like posthumous releases without the, the artist in the room because he's, he's passed away, does a disservice to the to the artists and then we see what these albums sound like 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 Pac is the only outlier in my opinion when it comes to posthumous releases and even then if you ask Maybe a Pac fan one. yeah if you ask a Pac fan they'll tell you the, the joints that he put out before he passed and the joints he was working on right as he passed hit better than motherfuckers conjuring up some shit and then re-releasing it absolutely you dig what i'm saying unless you have a situation where let's say now like walt no, well, i'm not saying that you're gonna die walt you know what i mean i don't i don't i, I can see the future but not that much you know what i'm saying <laughs> if Walt had an album it was a 10 track album and just so happens that he recorded nine and he was in the middle of track 10 and if we could scrap track 10 and just put out the nine joints i'm okay with that because it was already done right yeah but if you you fucking find the stems all over the place and then you putting some shit together and calling it an album. Keep that shit. It's a money grab. Yeah. All right. So I, I agree with what you're saying, but in a sense, all right, for instance, uh, our in-house producer, Sincere. I've heard Sincere take snippets of artists and add them to his to his production. And this shit sounds fucking immaculate. I'm talking Nas, Prodigy, Biggie. 
You know what I'm saying? Just placed on his beats and his shit sounds immaculate. So it can I, be done. It bro. can be done, but at the same time. But the rap, ethics of putting it out yeah, that, is a whole different story. That's a that's different that's thing. thing too. And then rappers in particular are very particular about what, what the album is supposed to sound like. What division that they have and, and how they put their shit together. Unless you have a nigga who's a top tier A and R in your room, a lot of times rappers have a lot of say in what they shit sound like. So if you're telling me now I'm now I'm just pulling fucking raw vocals and putting them on beats, how we know he would have picked that shit? Yeah. True. You're right, yeah, because because no, the the the, knowing the, the shit that you been. mentioned, that's basically Machiavelli and Life After Death, right? Oh. The niggas is about to die right before the album right, came out. Completed, yeah. Look at those, but then look at Born Again right. and Are You Still Down? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I'm good on that. And the other eight joints after <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That they tried right. to piece right. together. Right. Yeah. I mean they did what, two for big? They and that, and it, look, that, just to be clear, this also goes out for this is a blanket statement for everybody. Right. You know what I mean? We're using the greatest artists like, of all time as right. examples. But but Doom, please don't. He, my favorite producer of all time today, Jay Dilla. I'm I'm good. Mm. I'm good on them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I really am because it's like we we got we got the best of them when they were here. Right. To continue to squeeze out Pause. Hey, 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 yo. Hey, yo. Where's that, bro? Hey, you. Hey, hey. Yo, Walt, God damn it. Walt, I'm saying right now, if you do that shit again, mute his fucking mic. <laughs> nah, you're right. You're right. That was, that was flagrant. That was hey, flagrant. Um, carry on, sir. Yeah, but 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 to, to continue to like. Squeeze it know. out. It's crazy. But, <laughs> yo, for real. <laughs> See, yo. there's the levity, people. <laughs> but yeah, man, just. just don't do it because we got the best of them when they were here and to you know like whatever scraps they've they still had in their their hard drives or in their archives or whatever mm -hmm. they didn't put them out and they didn't they probably didn't put them out for a reason and that's what i and want you're to making say. the decision for them and that's fucked up and it's like if if, if in real time motherfuckers recorded that shit and then you it, 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 the cut room floor whatever whatever or you just thought it wasn't good enough why are you now pacing it together to try to make some shit, bro? We don't... Matter of fact, again, and I'm not trying to front. If, if DMX's estate needs the money, and that's a different argument. Put up your cash app. Right. Mm -hmm. But let's not... Let's let's leave X in a, in a positive light. Let's not put out some shit that might not hit. Who's to say that it will hit? You know what I'm saying? But based on what we know about posthumous releases and they scrounging up verses, them shits don't hit, bro. You never do. They Who got a did. classic posthumous release? Ray Charles. Five years after the fact type <laughs> shit. Literally, Ray Charles got a Grammy for his. That's only He was probably working on that shit mm. for 15 years, nigga. We yeah. don't know that. <laughs> I'm dragging it. But you know what I <laughs> mean? <laughs> Moving on. This is not going to be a, a crazy topic, but it got me to thinking. Like, Joe Button, he kind of tippy-toed around the, the Diddy situation. And I know motherfuckers, they watch Joe Button. They, they watch math. And then a percentage of those people watch the rap roundtable. And I feel like the people who watch us, they hold us to a certain esteem as far as you got to say something because we're the quote underground podcast, right? right? My question to the rap roundtable is what exactly do people want from the rap media personalities? Because I feel like I feel like the, the relationship is not transactional as much as it's kind of one sided as far as the listeners expectations as opposed to what we deliver. So, Sin, I ask you first, like, what do you think listeners are looking for when it comes to their rap media personalities? Um, I think first and foremost, no matter what the platform is, denounce the mainstream. 
Mm. Just flat out. If it's the mainstream, fuck talking about the mainstream. We don't care about the mainstream. Shit. You know what I mean? There's already... The mainstream is already the mainstream. Focus on the underground. You know what I mean? So only talk about the underground. They probably also want you to um, give takes that they agree with minimum 98% of the time. They'll give you like a little 2%. But 98% of the time, they, like, if, 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 if you say something that's in that 2% where they don't agree with you, all of a sudden you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Right. It's crazy. You know what I mean? Um, they, they just, they, they, want, they want their own personal yes platform. You, you know what I mean? You want confirmation bias? Yeah. Just basically, yeah. Okay. Hmm. That's awesome. Um, well, Sin kind of gave it from the, the negative aspect, I guess. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I'll give it from the positive aspect. I feel like when niggas like us tune into a show or something like that, first of all, man, we want to be entertained. Like, if nothing else, I want to walk away like, yo, like this was worth watching. If nothing else, I want it to be informative. Even if it's even if it's just your opinion and your opinion is not the facts. But I'm I'm informed of your opinion. As long as your opinion, I just feel like has some accuracy to it. I just want right. you to be honest. Right. There we go. Honesty. I feel like a lot of people want that too. Like the reason Joe Buttons is in that light because he can't be honest about this. Granted, I don't want my car to blow up either. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know, we're, we're not in the same light as Joe, so we can speak a, a little more rebel, freely. Bro. You get what I'm saying? Granted, I'm all through, <laughs> through the city, so Diddy, don't come looking for me. Don't come looking. You know? But um, yeah, I think and I think they want um, I think they want relatability. I think I think you want to listen to a person and you want to say, oh shit, I, I, I think. I thought that same thing. Oh, oh, maybe I thought differently, but you just maybe sparked that little thought in my mind, and maybe I can side with you now. You know, it's just people they want to they want to build. I feel like when you listen to something nowadays, even if it's music, you want to build. You know what I'm saying? What do you think, Mace? Um, I'm not gonna go as far as fuck the mainstream like sin, because <laughs> I'm trying to be mainstream on a low. Um, but uh, listen, um, get there. Get what do there. people want for their media personalities? They want. Unfair or fair What they want is what you blew up on So Joe Budden blew up on Keeping it real no matter what You know what I mean You a Joe Budden fan You done heard the Jonathan Majors episodes You done heard the Michael B. Jordan shit Yeah. You go back to Everyday Struggle You done heard the L.A. Reid shit Same So niggas music. want from Joe What they came to Joe for You know what I mean Niggas want academics wilding out on Henny you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Niggas want Charlemagne's different feet. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this is they want what you from what you blew up for. You know what I mean? They want you know to bring it to the rap game. They want Jay Z talking about drugs. They want Eminem on some slim shady shit. You know what I mean? Like niggas want from what you originally got them for. Now <clears throat> that could be unfair because my perspective might have changed you know what i'm saying yeah i might just be a different type of nigga now than i was at that point you know what i mean but when people when people come to their media personalities and they get upset about them i think it's because they kind of giving it up different you know what i mean and 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 I'm not trying to shit on anybody, but a person who can read between the lines a person who knows what's going on knows that joe button in 2023 can't be if you know Talking what i mean crazy. i'll name this podcast later joe yeah, button yeah. you know what yeah. i'm saying it's just impossible we can't even be you know what i mean uh uh, uh titans and gods rap round table <laughs> if you want to be about, if you want to be real about it Thanks. you know what i'm saying so it's just there's there's i i get the fans because they like joe i want you to keep it real how you used to keep it real but if you know joe you gotta understand he can't 
You know what I mean? Political you, re- you remember the notorious episode where he talked about running in the LA Reed and he had to explain himself for all that shit he was talking. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like it's the niggas that's outside, yeah. Right. It's like me personally, if 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 Kobe is is scoring 35 on threes and dunks, or if he's just posting up all game, I'ma be a fan. But not everybody is like that. You know what I'm but saying? You know what? Here's the thing. And Dini, you know, I understand the whole political connection. But it's a it's a weird relationship. Like one thing Joe Button says that I that I agree with is if you're a personality or you got a platform, you can't be friends with rappers. You can't. That's a fact. You could be cordial, you could build, you could have a, a, a working relationship. But you can't be friends because the minute Walt decides to drop a one mic non classic and we gotta come on this podcast and say this this album no hit. There's a chance that Walter's not going to be our friend anymore. You know what I mean? Because you said this shit is trash. Even if it is trash, mm-hmm. we can't say it's trash. You know what I'm saying? But the fans confuse me because they say now, like, we have subscribers who watch every show. And they'll put in the comments, yo, we want you niggas to go far. We want you to do this. We want you to do that. Not to say that I'm speaking to anybody in particular. But the minute we go far, you can't realistically you can't be the same show you was you can't be you know what hope says you was who you was before you got here mm-hmm. in the media space you can't be that because the same now as far as we go and the more people we meet like all right the other day academics share that shit right we've had interactions with Elliot wilson right let's say now they decided they they want to they want to rock us or punch out so west we have, interactions we with him low-key was on the show as you get into those relationships and and your and your your curating increases and your scope increases, how can you be the same show? And that's one thing I people I don't think people understand. Once you get to a certain echelon, that means that you're in rooms with certain people, and when you're in those rooms, there there's a certain expectation if they're cutting the check or they know the nigga mm-hmm. that's cutting the check. Now the chat is gonna say you're, you're selling out. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> but politically speaking, if they're cutting the check, how can I continue to talk my shit the same way? It's That's the real. question I'm asking the chat. How do you expect Joe Biden to still be the same nigga he was in Rory and Malls on the show with the dirty tank tops? <laughs> the nigga got a whole new space. Even if he says he's independent, bro, we're not fucking stupid. Come on. Somebody's cutting a Somebody's check. Somebody's putting the bill, yeah. man. If all of a sudden he talked a whole bunch of shit about Diddy and then he took the shit out of the pod, one plus one still equals two where I'm from, Diddy might have a hand in the Joe Button podcast. Mm-hmm. If he's independent, Joe can say whatever he wants to say. But the fact that he had to edit shit out tells me that there's a hand somewhere. In the pod. There's an invisible hand somewhere that's involved in the business of that podcast. And Diddy might have a hand in that, considering Joe's prior relationship with Revolt. Right. Shit, I can tell you like this. If I'm cool with an artist and he has me around his creative process, I'm going to feel terrible saying this album isn't what it should have been. And that's on a human level. Mm-hmm. Not throw money involved in that shit. Right. Yeah. So I asked the chat, what exactly are you looking for from the podcasters or media personalities in this space? You know what I'm saying? Because heaven forbid, let's say not on a, on a hypothetical. King's Disease 4 happens. Mm-hmm. We got 75% of our subscribers are Nas fans. 
and we don't like that album, when we come on here and we say this album is ass. Master Diamonds Part 2. Bro, <laughs> the internet is going to melt. They're going to try to kill us because we said the album is whack because we're not supposed to say that. So it makes you different from them industry niggas. Mm. Everybody has a preference, right? That's all I'm saying. Mo, do you want us to be... You want us to keep it real? Do you want us to keep it real, or do you want us to say what you want us, what you want to hear? Confirmation bias. Confirmation bias. I don't know, but that's the question that I leave. I'm gonna leave the topic open ended. I want, I want to hear what y'all got to say, yes, and the sure. best comment will we'll feature it on the next mailbag, on episode 86. Yes, sure. You know what I'm saying? Macito, it's time for your segment. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's the vibes, man? What's the vibes now? <laughs> Y'all know me. I get into, you know, I get into a little industry shit. I might get a little to a young girl, young rap shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But guys, I'm feeling chatty today. Ooh, I'm uh-oh. feeling chatty today, so I'm going to need y'all. You know what I mean? You can't chat by yourself. They put you in Bellevue. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's been, a, it's been a couple things going on this week. Talk about it. First thing I want to speak about is this Rod Wave situation, man. Oh, man. Rod Wave is being sued by mm. Rat Roundtable favorite Boosie. <laughs> Lil Boosie, if you're old enough. Uh, and he's being sued because of of, of lyrics. Um, he's saying Rod Wave used his bars on his song. He wasn't properly That's compensated. You know what I mean? I can't, yeah. I don't know any Boosie bars to tell you if he used them, but I, I believe the homie. Peace. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I believe him. Getting 500K a year from Vlad. Vlad, can I get a little change nigga i'll talk about whatever nigga host, um son. but rod wave is who you think the jigger man is yeah <laughs> shit <laughs> rod wave 2023 jigger man um it <laughs> <Yo, laughs> wasn't on my bingo card we're not, we not doing that because <laughs> whole whole bars is at everybody else's bars bro. Everybody hey man i don't listen to enough young niggas to know if rod wave's bars are in their <laughs> bars i don't know bro a lot of older bars in his bars <laughs> you feel me like i don't know gang but um, Boosie came out. He sued Rod Wave mm-hmm. about stolen bars. They had their little back and forth. Rod Wave said, hey, Bas- Boosie, I'll go pay you right now. My nigga, like, I got it. You know what I mean? I thought it was love because I grew up on you. But due to that, there was like, the fans were on it this week. Mm-hmm. They came out and they started uh, posting all the bars that Rod Wave had stole from niggas. Oof. There was whole bar. There was whole verses from Jay. There was Tupac bars. Shit. A lot of Tupac bars. There was Drake bars. There were Ed Sheeran bars, bro. What? This boy Rod Wave then stole from thief. the whole industry. And not like a bar like at the time. I'm talking about like no, three, no, four whole, bars. Like the whole like, verse, like, like, like whole four bar yeah, stanza. Like, like real, the real, entire real quick, thing. Real quick, yeah. if I could interrupt you. What's that? Um, you, you might want to recruit some of these uh, people. That found out these boys. business. Make, make a team. Listen, oh, make a team of investigative oh, reporters. The investigative Y'all don't know if I wasn't <laughs> I mean, the one who exposed that. That's but fact. listen, um, <laughs> Drive Wave, he came out and he and and what you know what he did? He came out and he posted a Drake verse that he stole from somebody else. Like that's not Listen, man, as a Drake fan, as the OVO, you know, uh, capo, you know what I mean? Like, that's not helping your case, bro. <laughs> Drake did <laughs> it, too. You don't got to cut a check no, for no, every no, time no. he does that, though? Well, it depends this on... Not, that's what I'm saying. This is a slippery slope. Yeah, right. right. Because how many Rod Wave fans know so 1996 All Eyes on Me bars? There you go. 
How many Rod Wave fans listen to Song Cry? Let's be honest. You know what I'm saying? But that so, means a lot of niggas can't get sued for lyrics. Yeah. Hey, listen. So I don't know. Maybe Rod Wave, you know, I don't, he might be getting sued soon because that shit was looking kind of crazy, gang. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, usually a line or two, but not four, bro five, was stealing, six bars, bro. It was That's like crazy, a 10-minute compilation of this nigga stealing bars. Y'all remember the infamous, you know, Cameron puts out Jay-Z stealing lyrics? It's twice... You yeah. know what I mean? Like, listen, Rod Wave is way worse. And, and the nigga like be singing his heart out like he wrote it himself. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like Whitney Houston sung this shit, nigga. Um, <laughs> listen, yeah, man. but this, this is this, this is a, a story, you know, that 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 we've seen before because, like, it's like you, you know, like with producers and beat making. You sample something, and if you don't clear it, it's all good until you blow up, mm-hmm. and they somebody finds out. A, per, a person tells a person that tells a person that tells the person you sample, and all of a sudden you you find yourself in court. Right. I'm a Tupac guy, Jobs and Jay Z guy. Did you know Rod Wave stole lyrics? I didn't. Well, you I, know, know, I mean, bro, I'm gonna be honest with you. You think I'm listening to Rod Wave? Like, <laughs> what are we talking about? The younger yeah, generation. And from now on, you know what I mean. Just like we we uh. We renamed Meek Mill Meek Men. From now oh. on, he's Rob Wave, okay? Rob, Rob Wave. That's what we call him from now <laughs> like on. Until like, so he can write his own bars. Deanie, I remember the, I, I was here for the OG rap roundtable intro. Maybe you could give him some bars, bro. Um, <laughs> but for our, for our next topic, we're going to speak a little. I spoke about Meek Mill a little bit. We're going to speak on him, bro. We Talk gonna, about it. Listen, he got a lot of shit going on this week. He apparently is having issues with Trippy Red. What? Why? And he has banned Trippy Red from Philly. Now, I don't know if niggas are out here. I seen, you know, the murder statistics. I don't know if niggas are taking Philly trips, you know what I mean, for the hell of it. <laughs> but for leisure, if it's you were gonna show up 3 a.m. in Philly like 6 9 you know and say, I'm out here. Take a quick yeah, pick and jump I don't back know. In the I'm not trying to watch Embiid flop all game. I'm not going to Philly, bro. But Meek Mill has banned Trippy Red from Philly. For siding with the ops, guys. Now, if you remember, not a little while ago, Meek Mill had, you know, there's a there's like a whole Philly wave right now. I'm not trying to shit on them. The mm. Philly drill is actually the top drill right now. If you look at the the numbers behind the video views and behind the wait, wait, wait. Philly does drill music? Philly does drill music. They got the theater or Moss, they should have been doing it. <laughs> <job>. Um <laughs> They a little bit late. What the right. fuck? Why you why you find the work for me, bro? I got a sense of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Listen, it ain't it ain't right if Mace don't get censored, bro. Like sin's gonna pause. I'm a censor, bro. But <laughs> Listen, he done banned Trippy Red from Philly, man. Like he not with this shit. Uh, Trippy Red was out here speaking bad on his name, mm. siding with the ops. Shouts to, shouts to Poundside Pop. Pause. Poundside. Poundside hey, Pop. Yo, yes. What the yes. Fuck? That just Listen. Where's the drop at? What? Listen. They got they got Bro. fifty clips in Philly, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be nice about that. No, name, no, no, you know no, what I mean? Don't bury the lead. Poundside Pop. Poundside Pop. Where I'm from, if you a pop, you a skio. You a tree sh- What about a yeah. pound side? Oh my god Oh man What's going on Max is from now on When I stop in Philly For a cheese thing I gotta watch this shit What's your shit Going on in yes. Philly man You got Leaf Ward You got a bunch of niggas Going out there But but Trippy Red Made the wrong choice And sided with the ops And Meek Mill Has officially banned him From is Philly Meek man Is Meek Mill a, a prison reform activist Or is he a street nigga I'm so confused now Like what's going on I'm gonna ask my son Cause I'm confused I'm confused <laughs> Oh okay Alright You know what I mean I don't even fucking know 
And to end, you know, the a little bit of chatty patty talk. You know what I mean? What we're going to do is we're going to... Listen, we're going to speak about this a little bit on Monday. I may be there, I might not. You know what I mean? But it's getting out of control, man. And at this point, I think we need like 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 a sex assault power ranking. It's kind of oh, crazy out shit. here, bro. Yikes. Puffy is out here getting more cases. Three times. He done caught a case with... Aaron Hall at this point. And if listen, if you don't mm. watch the the infamous DJ Vlad Aaron Hall interview, these allegations are not out of you don't know out be of line. Afraid. But listen, <laughs> we got Jimmy Iovine, we got Puffy, we got, we got uh we got all They're types of folks. You know what I mean? Junior. So maybe next week I I I'll half you know because they still coming out half Pierre bad boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't stop. Jamie Foxx. You know what I mean? Like Jamie Foxx. A lot of niggas. Oh, Mayor Adams just got quote. I was the- just keeping it Bro. music, but yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's getting crazy out Nasty here. Work. It's getting crazy out here. So you know, I'm a, I'm gonna have to you know get all this information <laughs> together and like ESPN, I'm gonna have to come up with a power ranking. We know Puff yeah, is leading man. right now. You know what I mean? Shout to Fifty Cent. <laughs> He's keeping us abreast on all of these situations. He is keeping himself but, abreast, apparently. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> listen, that's a whole another issue. But you know what I mean? Listen, Puff. You know what I mean? Listen. I'm not trying work. to party with you. I think a lot of other people weren't, but we we'll, we'll get back to you about that. You I know what I mean? I was feeling you, chatty fab. today, guys. That's how I was feeling, man. <laughs> All right, we gotta move on. <laughs> you know, I, I'd like to keep this podcast. They so <laughs> fire tonight, man. I'm chatty, man. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd like I'd like to be safe. You know what I mean? <laughs> Next segment. I let the Thank other folks do it's that. It's a good thing I don't own a car. <laughs> Shit, right? <laughs> Your car's blown up, nigga. Bow. <laughs> um, it's the mailbag. So I got a little story to tell. What's that? What's the vibe? There's a gentleman who who comments on our shit on YouTube, right? And it's, be. it's always on some negative shit. Wow. And be more specific, please. I'm That's getting it. it. <laughs> I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Believe me. Believe me. Okay. And, and you know, it's like I read the first comment and I was like, yo, what's up with this nigga? But because I've turned a new leaf, I don't, you know, I'm not fighting back. Y'all can get all your shots off now. <laughs> like, I'm not fighting back. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, Y'all, as soon as I say something back to you niggas, y'all become victims immediately. This is true. It's either I, I didn't think you would respond to me. Oh, why would you say that? Why are you so emotional? You know what I mean? So it's like I, I, I y'all trying to y'all trying to gaslight me. I'm not going for that. You know what I mean? But he always has some negative shit to say. And I want to say his name is Keston Phillip. Hmm. Hey, Bucko. <laughs> <laughs> not Bucko. Don't put your fucking government name on on, on YouTube, huh? Damn. You know what I mean? Cause I can find you, and I found you. Oh shit! But I let you. Be, oh, I let you be great. New you. Mace. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you're stupid enough to put your real name on, on YouTube, I'm gonna fucking find you. I didn't take much. You <laughs> know what I mean? That was a bad move. <laughs> Kesten, we didn't. We just didn't need Mace. Keston right. Phillip. His first comment was, "Jarv a Nas hater. I don't care what you guys say." Newsflash, Keston. Another newsflash. If you didn't know. If I tap your name on YouTube, it gives me the entire history of all of your comments on our yeah. platform. It does that. So Keston, he first he, his first comment was, "Well, we had shout out to Ease. We had Ease on the show. Yo, Ease. Keston Phillips says, even Ease knows these guys at Rap Roundtable are corny. <laughs> these four guys are fake. Was six months ago." <laughs> Again, six months ago, Kester Phillips says over here, most of these guys are Jay Z groupies. According to hip hop, keeps it real over there. 
Sutterfugazis over here. So we're so that's that. I just I just need to know why the fuck do you keep watching us if you hate us <laughs> hate so watch, bad? Hate watch. And then you leave all these negative ass comments thinking that we're not gonna know it's you? Like like bro, your, your history's right here. It's right there, Kested. <laughs> he he commented again on, on the lunch hour where we, we did oh nobody wanted to dress like Jay-Z. Kested, just stop watching. <laughs> just stop watching the pod, nigga. Kested. We'll, we'll be okay. We'll, <laughs> just I, I promise. We'll be fine. But is your middle name Brick Keston? Nah, is, <laughs> nah, no, 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 no. Keston is a completely different guy. I got you. Like who you're thinking of is 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 uh Hit Boy's code name. But I digress. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we done figured him out too. You know what I mean? Yeah, niggas got like 80 burner accounts. Yeah, I keep coming back. The magic, yo, no funny shit. If you don't know, there's niggas with mad burner accounts, and depending on what mood he's in, he either hates us or he likes us. It's, it's the craziest yo, thing. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? So wild. That's a but, fact. But Keston. From Trinidad, sir, sir. <laughs> if you don't like what you're we just have, gonna to, completely dox him. Huh? Fuck him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If if you don't like what we have to say, you don't have to watch the podcast. Negative comment at the negative comment at the negative comment. So you know what? When I was a kid, right, and the boy kept bothering the girl, he must like the fucking girl, right? But listen, Keston, we like women. <laughs> <laughs> we like girls. If you watch this, just keep your thoughts to yourself. Like, it's weird now. All right? That's all I wanted to say. Your common history is documented. We know everything you said. So you can't even pretend to say you didn't say that shit. Because it's all there, nigga. Don't, don't delete it because I got screenshots too. Got anyway. You. God bless, Kessler. D. Williams, <laughs> 1240 says, Jay-Z told Westside that Griselda shouldn't split. They will be more powerful as a unit. Boy, was he right. Because they haven't been the same since they branched out. Cecil, what do you have to say to that? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of 50-50 on that. Like, um, I again, I, I want at a certain point, because it, it's been a number of years now, at a certain point, just like with Wu-Tang, like everybody had to, you know, go off and, and find their own lane and their own path. I want that for Griselda as well. You know what I mean? Like, do do I do I love the material that they put out as a collective? Yes. Do I think that I'm just gonna get that for the rest of my life in perpetuity? Absolutely not. They're gonna go off. They're gonna grow as artists. They're all gonna have their own directions that they want to go in, and that's what we're seeing. And that's that is that's the life of an artist. It is what it is. Next comment from Jed forty eight twenty seven. He was responding to our segment about D1 from episode 84. He says, the problem is not Rick Ross, Jim Jones, etc. It's the gatekeepers that promote the narrative that street hip hop is the only acceptable form. Everything else gets labeled as nerd, backpack, etc. Dini, what do you have to say to that? I mean, Why some didn't you order me for this? Because you already had the last one. <laughs> There's some truth in that. What do you mean? There's some truth in that. Um, CD said, since at 40. But at the end of the day, it, it, you can pick the kind of music you listen to. There's all kinds of music out there. You know, like, we're not like the same way you told dude, like, you don't have to listen. Like, same way you don't have to listen. There's so many different types mm -hmm. of music out there, so many avenues. You don't have to tune into that. You can tune into whatever you want. You can't keep constantly tuning into the same thing that you say you don't want to listen to and have to constantly critique it, bro. You want to be here if you want to be here. So listen to something else, you know? Listen to D1. Fuck. Go ahead, go ahead Sam. <laughs> there's just, um, there's so many different archetypes. You know what I mean? It, 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 you can't just have, like, just one persona 
and that's the only thing that that's why we have 80 burner accounts now nigga. Right. <laughs> you know, and gang counting shit right <laughs> mace this one is for you the black folk press says i still don't understand why for all the dogs didn't get the love from the folks Ain't y'all fucking and cheating and playing with hearts? Whole album is still fire. The six songs added just took it to another level. The whole album is not fire, bro. Like, Drake wouldn't have dropped some shit like this. Like, was Drake dropping three weeks after nothing was the same? After it was reading this, it's too late. Like, the, the, listen, man, we can stop pretending now. Scary Hours 3 came out, bro. We can stop. <laughs> Drake scar- team, OVO team, we can stop pretending the scary now. Scary Albums 3 saved for all the dogs? You know what I mean? It saved us from having to defend this shit all through the rest of 2023. Shit. Scary Hours for all the dogs. Do I have joints? Sure. Drake is a great artist. He can't make 20 joints and they all be whack, but... Bro, let's be real here, man. You you went back to that you went back to that fall of those, bro. Like I've been bumping scary hours three nonstop, gang. Spins on spins. Like stop five it, or six bro. Songs stop it. We can we can stop pretending now. It's safe. Last but not least, this is for Sincere. That's why I didn't give you the last one because I was saving yeah, this one for you. His name is Rosuzi Agnes One Twenty Four. Kendrick fans have allowed him to be inactive. Not gonna lie, <laughs> I love him, but I can't wait five years for albums while other rappers are active. It don't make sense. Sincere, um, Kendrick fans understand that uh, inspiration will will strike you when it strikes you. Mm. Uh, we understand that, like, yes, it's Sincere, business. The bail bondsman. <laughs> it, it's it's a it's a business. It's a content game. It's you know what I mean like mm-hmm. the, the the news cycle, the the media cycle, the the algorithm cycle. Mm-hmm. You need to constantly have shit out there. But we understand we come from a time when that was not the case. And when you have like an older spirit like that, you understand like, look, yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna have nobody dictate when I make my shit. I'm mm-hmm. gonna make my shit when I feel like making my shit and when I'm inspired to, and that's what it is. Dini, you have anything to add to that? Even if it's 10 years after the fact, I guess. Word. Yeah. Maybe you'll drop a, tromb- it is. a trombone yeah. album since yeah, the yeah. album drop yeah. You know what I mean? You'll see him with the fake Jordans and the trumpet Facts. and shit. That's the Drake, man. Like it's a hillbilly. Come on, nah, that we ain't got to keep be, pretending. You know what I mean? That would be still pretending, bro. Sincere's a true fan. He's still pretending. He loves the culture. Kendrick's, please drop something else so he can admit the truth. I got to pretend. Something fire. Kendrick's so absolute that Drake and Cole saying they number one and, and two and they and fuck that other guy out west with his weird cousin you know what i mean that, that's what they saying kissing every video man this thing is popping up in brooklyn thing. at shows kendrick has not missed he's missed a couple of mr. times mid was a miss bro mr mid was but nevertheless we are uptown we got coach bombay in the building yes, sir. you know what i'm saying we're trying to reason what to say to tell him that you know it, it ain't always what you think it is <laughs> But when we said that, he got really bad and he asked us too. <laughs> Get off the Sears lawn. We saw he said. Listen, um, the entity that has to get off my lawn mm. for this episode. Sexy red, sexy red, sexy red. <laughs> I, I almost I almost made it sexy red, but I I, I kicked off my lawn next week, Joe. A couple times ago, already. Right? Like a couple times. Yeah. It was one official one, and then there was another one like mm. in mid-episode or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> But there, there, no, there, there's something that I, that I feel really strongly about today. Because um, I made a trip out. Oh, now, now y'all know, you know when this was being recorded, but oh well. Um, I made a trip out this morning uh, to Rock and Soul. Shouts to Rock and Soul, classic record store. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I knew the the Nas you were being a fake Nas fan again. What? I, I was being a completely you were fake Nas a fan. Role for me to debate you on podcast. Yes. Wow. I, I got up early years. in the morning. Wow. I rolled out. Disgusting. On the day after Thanksgiving, and said, "You know what? I gotta keep up with this persona, mm. with this fakery." Did you put the eye black on like Batman? You could have been a criminal mastermind, <laughs> bro. Keep <laughs> I wore I wore yeah, all of my Nas T-shirts I'm all Nas together. Lay, I layered all of my Nas T-shirts. Believe me, Jungle, come get this guy. Uh, He's faking. Me. He's faking. And and I Where's went I went to Rock and Soul to to cop the I Am uh, vinyl release for Record Store Day uh, because uh, what I was told through the oh, internet shit. through you know whoever oh, reported it. Be careful. Whoever's been reporting it for months. Um, what I was told was that this was supposed to be the original double album as it was intended to be the mm -hmm. entire track list. I have it right here. I went and copped wow. it. I picked it up. Big dog. I turned it around. It's 13 songs on this shit. 13. Less than that's, the original. That's, that's the original. <laughs> that's not a double album. It don't even have Nas's like on it, which was the lead fucking single. Nas's yeah. like on it? What the fuck are y'all talking about? So Sony Columbia, because those are the people responsible for this. This was not a Nas move. This was not mass appeal. What the fuck are you let's, talking about? Let, let, let's be clear about this. Sony Columbia, y'all got some fucking explaining to do. Why the fuck? was I hearing that it was gonna be the original double album and I got 13 songs on here. And again, let me just double check. Uh, no, no Nas is like, That's not even the lead crazy. single. Undying Love is on that? How was Undying Love is not on here? Whoa! Wow. Uh, That's and I was, I, was, I was holding it in my hand. That's crazy. And <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Cool. And I was looking, I was looking was at it. I was like, yo, do I really want to cop this? Because I feel oh, like I'm being man. bamboozled here. Sink <laughs> that quick. Pause. But oh, it, it, it has. <laughs> yo, that was egregious, bro. <laughs> that was crazy. It, ha it, it has. <laughs> it can, I, can I continue? Yeah, you can. Okay. Proceed, bro. Uh, it does have Daydream and Stay Scheming. Sometimes I wonder. Hardest thing to do is stay alive. These were, mm -hmm. these were three uh, originally unreleased Nas songs. And I was like, you know what? I do want I, I want this in my collection. I want this collectible item. I do mm -hmm. want these three official releases of these keep it up appearances. unreleased <laughs> songs to keep up appearances. Let's be clear. It's all it's all an act. Um but damn man, niggas I was expecting the whole minus today space yet. I was expecting I was, yeah, ex I was expecting the whole thing. No duck the fade after you talk shit about niggas. All right, Especially if you DM and niggas about the fade. Facts. That's crazy. <laughs> Shut up That's the space, crazy, nigga. Bro. Don't DM me no more. Shut up the space. So I had already made the trip out. I was like, let me let me cop it. I'm happy I copped it. I want I, the nigga that said we not going to say shit either. Yeah. But, but part of me feels a little cheated by Sony Columbia because they didn't, they didn't keep up on their promise. Right. Man. So Sony Columbia, y'all could get off my lawn. Get oh, off Sin's fucking lawn. Get off my Whoever's lawn. running that Sony was. these days. If you put out some shit as, as 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 the original piece that got bootlegged that we never heard, and then you put out this. Get off my lawn. If you get niggas gas on Black Friday to go cop up some shit. Get off my lawn. You basically misled, misled your audience. Get off my lawn. If you talk shit on Twitter space and then duck the fade. Get off my lawn. The rap round table is here <laughs> and we got time. <laughs> we got Coach Bombay in the building tonight. We're gonna have another another illustrious guest. Yes. 
yes, to the wrap round table. Right. Another fire interview. Make sure you don't tune out. Make sure you lock in. If you love rap the way you say you love rap, lock in with this interview. Because again, I'm holding y'all accountable. I talk so much shit about protecting the culture, but the niggas who are actually doing the most to protect the culture, y'all run away from them. So make sure y'all lock in. Coach One Bay is coming up next. But in the meantime, Dean the Balance, take us home. Yo, you already know what it is, man. Stay tuned. We got Coach Bombay pulling up inside on the music shit. Yo, you know what it is again. Macito, I will find you. I'm trying. You know what I'm saying? Voice of the fucking industry. Sincere, you hear the production. The truest Nas fan you'll ever meet. Argue with your mom's moms. Real name. Shout fucking, out the truest. You, you dig? You hear the you you hear you hear what's going on. Sincere for the production. Highlight him for Super. the beats. If you're an MC, you're an artist, and you really want to step your shit up to the next level, highlight him for the beats, Super man. Pause. Producer. Coach, we gotta yeah. talk. Um beats is hard. Last but not least, man. The Riz of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Job the point guard. Podcast Put together the five-year plan. Always beautiful transition, you know Need what I'm that. saying? With our powers combined, man, it's the rap round table, man. We out of here, you Sir. dig? Stay tuned. Man, Coach Barbay. Turn this time again. Y'all turn y'all hats for me, man. Damn. Shout out to everybody who copped hats recently. We love y'all. Yes, love. sir. You know what I mean? Turn yeah. your hats for me right now. Road man. to 100. Road to 50K subs. Stay locked in, you heard? Fuck with us. As promised, special guest to the Rap Round Table, friend of the show, number one dot connector in the overground space. We're not even gonna say underground. Yeah, that's a Coach Bombay. <laughs> Welcome to the Rap Round Table. What's the deal? What's the word, fam? What up? What up? Man, I'm here. You know what I mean? How you feeling? I feel great. You know what I mean? Like Jaw said, yeah, friend of the family. You know what I mean? Been, uh, that's a fact. I want to say first and foremost, like, Coach has gotten us to some rooms that we had no business being in. <laughs> like, like yeah, if, I mean, we, we talked about early in the show, like, oh, you want to be cool and this and that. I'm always talk nice to Coach, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> that nigga, we was in there like, oh shit. I always go back to the fucking Ran and Rome shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, rap around table, y'all got it, and then Coach left the room. <laughs> <laughs> and it took us like seven minutes to figure out that he gave oh, us the full shit. ISO with Ran and Rome you? after you? the listening for the fucking uh. Coupe de Gras release. And I'm like, oh shit. This is us. Yes, sir. We got to run a whole interview before niggas came in there and shit. Listen, man, y'all energy is genuine and it's organic and it's real. You know what I'm saying? And I'm the type of person that recognizes real. You know what I mean? So it's like when I see talent and I see someone that's doing something in a positive state, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And being true to the craft, to the form, which is what I really care about. Why not? You know what I mean? I know y'all not going to go in there and say no sucker shit. <laughs> go in there and, you know what I mean? Ask the right questions and be informative and also want to inform others on things. You know what I'm saying? So I fuck with y'all as far as that's concerned. You get what I'm saying? And on top of that, y'all really be outside. I know every single time that I've done something and I've been in the mix, I see y'all there. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's a lot of things that a lot of dudes with so-called podcasts don't do. They act like they're connected to the culture, but they don't be in the mix. I don't see you at no shows. I don't see you at no parties. I don't (laughs) ever see you at all. Talk about it. But I see y'all, you know what I'm saying, all the time. If Jarv is not, you know, Jarv is the most MIA one. He, if he can make it, you know, he's a he's a he's an important guy. Hey, listen. So if he can facts. make it, Jarv would definitely be there, though. You know what I'm saying? And but that I talk to Jarv every day. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So that goes without being said. But you guys, we consider you family. You know what I'm saying? That's so right. same, likewise, same. Brother. I, any love. any time that I can extend to y'all, pause. I will. You understand what I'm saying? Got so me. y'all fan for life. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta get up. Yeah, man, I'm a pro with this. Cause. I, I, you know what I mean? All right. So you know what? On a surface level, up the the person that that doesn't know anything about anything will say, "All right, Coach Bombay, manager of Rome Streets." Mm-hmm. But as I've gotten to know you, I, I've noticed that you and many others. There you go. You have a long history in this shit. Yeah. You even rapped before you decided to become yeah. an executive. <laughs> yeah. So tell us like your, your history in this space as an artist and how did you get to this point where you are today? Uh me as a rapper, that was like how much time we got? We got time. <laughs> Cuz that's like that's Walt. Sorry Walt. It's, it's, it's like it's like chapters mm. to what became Coach Bombay 3000, you understand? And in the very beginning, I could go back to like years ago. I could go back to 9899 when I really put the pen to the pad and tried to be a rapper for real. And then, you know, we all have that journey from that first point where we fall in love with it and realize that we can actually do it, so we try. And I tried from like around like 98 until 2009 is where things really started to transform for me and it was um it was solely via the hands of uh Mutulu Mutulu Olubala aka M1 from Dead Press. Mm-hmm. I was in uh Sam Ash and 42nd Street just fucking with the NPCs and the SP 1200s trying to teach myself how to make beats and and one walks in and I see him and I'm like, oh shit, that's M1 from Dead Press. It's crazy. <laughs> and he walks up to me. And he's like, peace, black man, what you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to figure out these beat machines. And he's like, you make music? I'm like, yeah. So he said, come to Warrior Studios. It's a studio that um, Dead Press had in Best Stop Brooklyn on Malcolm X. Shout out. And he said, come there and work on your craft. You know what I mean? Don't You don't got to be outside bullshit and just come do it for real. So I said, sure. So I went to Warrior Studios and it was me and a couple other younger brothers who was in there working on music as well. And he just, M1 literally took me and just threw me in the mix. Like, and brought me to everything. He had a video shoot, he told me to pull up. He had a session, he told me to pull up. He had an album release party, he told me to pull up. I'm in a fucking limousine with him and Mike Koch from Koch Records. And, He's telling them, like, yo, this is, my name used to be Grams. It used to be an acronym gradually revolving around all music. And that was, like, my being. So he introduced me as Grams to everyone. So from that, I end up meeting D-Don. And D-Don was, uh, that presence, like, road manager, but also family A-alike. You know what I'm saying? 
People's Army, RBG, you know what I'm saying? And D-Don took a liking to me. So D-Don tells me to start coming everywhere with him. And then that's when things changed. That's when um, I went from just being a young scrap in Brooklyn trying to rap to being at like parties and like meetings and linking with people for real. It was a whole world that I didn't even know existed when I was in Brooklyn. You understand what I'm saying? I didn't know that this was a real thing. Mm. So they threw me in the mix and then it was just like an olive branch that just helped me navigate. And I can honestly say I took about a good year and a half of just going out, going to the Lower East Side, Soho, meeting people, networking, people taking a liking to me and wondering who I am. And then I start telling people I rap. So they were like, you rap? And then I'm telling them, yo, I'm about to come out with a mixtape called Cupcakes. So I took all of the energy that I gained in the, in the city and just had people waiting and wondering what I was going to do when I put it out because they didn't know what to expect from me. They just knew me as a person, but they didn't know what my music sounded like because one thing I could say was I wasn't one of those rappers that was always rapping. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I rap for real. If you wanted me to rap, I can rap. But I wasn't like, yo, let me spit something yeah. for you. I wasn't one of them dudes. I was, it wasn't I'm, a thirsty rapper. Yeah, I'm super observant. So I'd rather just learn, you know what I'm saying? Like, one of the uh, ideologies I learned from being around dead president is like to know your enemy and know yourself. And that's really just to sit back and observe everything before you act or do anything. You know what I'm saying? Don't be the one coming in the room the loudest. Try to read the room first and feel everything out. Know where your place is before you even make a maneuver. You understand what I'm saying? So I approached it with that mindset. And then I was always recording and just doing things and trying to get my shit on, on Smash and Two Dope Boys. Oh, and man. it wasn't working. You know what I'm saying? So the, 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 the real thing that changed everything was... Two dope boys did a holiday party and they posted the fly on, on Twitter. And um, I said, I'm going to run down on these niggas when I go there. <laughs> I said, I know Mecca or Shake is going to be there and I'm going to run down on these niggas. And that's what I did. Mm -hmm. So I seen Mecca, he was DJing. And I went up to the DJ booth. I'm like, yo, bro, what up, man? From Brooklyn, bro. My name Graham Joe. I be sending you music all the time. Y'all never post my shit. You know what I mean? What's like, up? what's the deal? Right, right. So he like, what? Like, I don't know what made him take me serious because I felt like they probably got that all the time or maybe they didn't because this is super early blog days. Mm -hmm. You understand? You probably was like one of like 30. He wasn't a dickhead. Right, That's what that was. Right. right. You know? So he said, do me a solid. He said, send me your mixtape tonight and I'll promise you I'll open it the next morning. I'll listen to your tape. Mm -hmm. And he did. And then he put me at my shit on two dope boys and he wrote a whole Fire. paragraph about how I seen him at the party and read down on him and all that's that dope. shit. And from that moment, that's when everything got real. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when people were seeing me like, yo, bro, I heard your tape. I didn't know it was like, you're crazy. Like, I didn't know your shit was that fire. You know what I'm saying? So then it just helped build more and more. And then like, that transcended into me like kicking in at the dojo and, and meeting Dash and Currency and you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I said, how much time do we have? Because there's <laughs> so many layers to this shit. Like, it just literally adds to where I'm at now. You know what I'm saying? And then like from me doing the buzz, getting my buzz up with the music shit that led to me making relationships with other artists 
And then I already knew I, I, Flat with Zombies is family. You understand what I'm saying? I already knew Juice from the hood. And they seen me doing my thing and they told me to start coming around with them. And I started touring with them and then I was touring with Currency. That's how you so, do tour chops. Right, and I'm doing this with no management. This is just me. You understand what I'm saying? Solely based off of relationships and just me knowing me. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I wish I had management because I was wilding. Like, I was still very much a Flatbush nigga. Yeah. Like, I was still very much dumbing out on niggas if I felt violated at a show. I pretty much damn near got blackballed from doing shows in the city because I pissed off one of the, like, biggest promoters. She's actually, like, a really good homie of mine. You know who you are. I'm not going to say your name and make it hot. <laughs> Peace to you, bro, bro. But that took from growth because he was like, yo, bruh, tried to cut my set short. I said, fuck you, nigga. I'm still rapping. <laughs> this nigga is losing his mind. He's like, you cut some yo, yeah, sick. But I understand that. If you, get if you not from New York, when he say he a Flatbush He's nigga, you got to understand, Flatbush <laughs> is a world onto itself. That's a fact. If you know, you know. Mm -hmm. Carry on, coach. So I was on that energy. I was on timing. So if I, I didn't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I just really looked at it like, I was the illest nigga. So I was like, I really, because the thing about when I used to perform, if you didn't understand my music, if you saw me live, you got it. You understand what I'm saying? Because my live shows is no fucking joke, which is why I was always good to get on a bill. And I used to just debo my way onto bills. I used to just muscle my way onto bills. <laughs> I would find out who's putting it together and then lean on them. Like, yo, come on, stop playing. You understand mm, what I'm saying? You get that. And I used to roll like 30 deep with a bunch of niggas called for fun. You know what I mean? Shout out to Hood Chef, Midnight Dirty Turk, Brooklyn T. That's my family. You understand? I'm sorry. So I come from that. For fun. For fun. The they used to call us the <laughs> that's, locos. That's war. The whole shit was loco life. We used to dumb no, shit out. We used to get kicked out of spots. We so used let me to ask you this. Fight as a security, follow, all that, man. What would you say like about you that once you got in those rooms, you linked up with Dead President, you made connects that you weren't pushed out of that room? Like, what would you say like allowed you to be vested? in that space relentlessness just mm -hmm. not giving a fuck because trust and believe see this is the first time i really had a platform to talk about shit like this but trust and believe it's a bunch of niggas bunch of niggas niggas you all know who's active right now or not active right now who used to see me and be like, the fuck is this nigga? Mm. <laughs> There's a lot of that in rap. There's a lot of who the fuck is Fuck like this nigga in here, man. Yo, why do we see you here, man? You have to bogart your way in, man. And I didn't give a fuck. Right. And they used some niggas used to be brazen enough to be like, yo, why everywhere I go, I see you here? And I used to tell niggas, because I'm supposed to be here, nigga. My turn. <laughs> Straight up. Mm. Give a fuck what you talking about. You ain't put me in here, nigga, but yet I'm still here. Mm. See, the thing about it is, is they too busy trying to figure out how I got in the room instead of respecting the fact that I'm in the fucking room. Right. Mm. You're here for a reason. I'm here for a reason. And it don't right. matter how I got here, nigga. I got here because I got myself here you didn't get me here so who are you to question why i'm here energy you understand what i'm saying and i've always moved with that type of mindset that's why i am the way i am when it comes to this management shit mm. you understand what i'm saying because i got a it's like a thing with me like even down to this so-called underground shit right there's a fake gatekeeping type of energy with this shit mm -hmm. and trust me i see all of it mainly because i manage Rome streets 
You understand what I'm saying? But there's a lot of niggas who be like, yo, who's son? Where's son come from? Especially with niggas that I'm putting on because I found them. And these are the same niggas that was in the crowd watching y'all niggas and y'all wondering why the fuck they starting to creep past. Because nigga, or they starting to get a light on them. Because nigga, I found them. And they've mm. always been in the mix. But don't fucking ask me who they are. Like, you expecting it to be some type of hospital. Like, what you think is the hospital for rappers? <laughs> <laughs> the place where rappers are born? Word, where was word. you born? Like, nigga, <laughs> I'm here now. Where were you when you first heard Nas, nigga? Right. Where was you when you mm, first heard Big that. Nigga? You were somewhere and you was wondering, you wouldn't question it too fucking much because you were told it's what it was. Right. Yeah. But because you see a nigga actively out here really jugging, you gonna question his movements? He get into it just like you are. You understand what I'm saying? And if he's moving a little bit ahead of you, you need to look at what the fuck you doing. Not who's doing it with him or doing it for him, pause. Right. You get what I'm saying? So my whole thing from the beginning has always been relentlessness, bro. Constant, consistent, just staying at it. Staying at it. 10,000 hours. So let me jump in here now um, and connect the next dot. Because uh, how'd you go from being Graham, mm-hmm. Grams, mm-hmm. to now doing tours with Rome Streets as his manager overseas, seeing all these cities, going all over the world? Connect that that next dot for us. All what right. made you want to stop rapping and just say, you know, I'm going to be a the businessman? Man, yeah. I got tired of it, man. Honestly, like. First of all, how'd you meet Rome? Man. <laughs> That's my guy. Let's go like, there. Rome, <laughs> before me and Rome never even talked about a bar. That was my dogs from the outside, from from the from the blocks, from the scene. Trenches. Yeah, I mean, like Rome was the nigga who used to be in the party with it. Whatever. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he used to have Salute. everything. Salute. You understand? <laughs> and he used to just be in the corner with it. You know what I mean? And. I was at this point, Rome knew me since I used to rap. Mm. And when I used to rap, Rome used to ask me, like, yo, bro, how you getting on these tours? Like, he'll hit me, he'll text me, DM me, like, yo, bro, what, how you used to get on, you get on these tours and shit? I'd be like, yo, I just be lining it, yo. Like, I be laying on niggas' paws. Like, I be trying to really press my way into the situation. So I'm doing the music shit. I got tired of it, bro. I literally fell into a fucking point of like depression, nigga. I was just like confused. The trajectory of music was changing from a way that I didn't like to make it. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And I just became jaunted by it where I'm like, man, fuck this shit. I'm stressing. I'm a struggling artist. Niggas was broke. I got kids, nigga. Shit, real. Something got in life. I, I literally hit a point where I was like, man, I don't know if I could keep sacrificing to just compete with these niggas. Not like I was like gracefully bowing out, but it was just like it, life was real. So I just was like, I'm chilling. But I didn't want to give up on it because I still had creation in me. You understand what I'm saying? So I said, I'm going to just transition to this artist, this, this management shit. I'm going to just be an artist manager. I'm going to just take everything that I know from what I did before and what I knew I needed but I didn't get because I didn't have management and I'm gonna just apply it to whoever I manage. So I had a bunch of artists before Rome. A bunch of artists before Rome. I tried over and over again and it's just like it didn't line up. It was like either they weren't serious enough or I didn't see nothing that I could work with or like, you know what I'm saying? It just wasn't lining up. And then one day, 
um, me and Rome got a few a mutual homie of ours named Telly. Telly from um, Ninja Sonic. Now, if you, I don't know who's watching or if y'all know, if you know who Ninja Sonic is, you know who Telly is. Shout out to Telly. You understand what I'm saying? That's a, that's a big fucking dog right there. You know what I'm saying? So Telly hits me and he's like, yo, I see you doing the management thing. I think you should help Rome with his shit. Mm. And I'm like, Rome rap for real? He's like, yeah, bro. Like, he's like, Rome crazy, bro. Like, go look at his shit. So I start looking it up. At this point, how long have you known Rome? At like, that personally. point, personally, I've known Rome for at least six years. Shit. Seven years. Like, this is my dog. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And you had no idea. I had no idea he was going crazy like <laughs> That's that. Crazy. That's crazy. Because you got to understand, there was times... When I used I did shows with Rome before, like we used to rock at the flat. Rome wasn't doing what he's doing right now. He always had it in him, but he he was just doing like, you know how like the you, you know the new record on, on Noise Candy Five, Shake and Bake? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. He was doing shit like that. Mm -hmm. He could do that with his eyes closed. Mm -hmm. So he was doing shit like that. He didn't really start doing he seen Griselda and was like, these niggas is doing, man, what? This shit like walking. And he started doing it. Mm -hmm. So he's shaking shit up. And this is around Noise Candy 3. Mm -hmm. And Telly hits me like, no, look at Rome, bro. He's going fucking berserk, bro. He's huh. like, you got to help him. He's like, I, I know you could be the nigga to take it where he need to be. So then I tapped in and I was fucking blown away, bro. Like, this nigga is literally the best nigga I ever heard rapping in my He's life. And I'm like, this nigga is crazy. Nasty. You got to understand, for me, I'm a lyricist. I'm an artist myself. I know what it takes so to be a rapper. Exactly the minute I heard this nigga, I said, oh my fucking God, bro. Like, I was just like, I was fucking frazzled, nigga. Like, this yeah. can't be real. Like, is this nigga this good? So then I hit him. And if you know Rome, Rome is... Match whatever, <laughs> like chill. Rome whole shit is this. Mad chill, whatever, yeah, bro. All right. So I, I believe it when I see it type shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I hit him, and I'm like, "Yo, bro, I see you jugging, bro. I'm like, let me help you." And he, man, he's like, "I think about it." He's like, "I don't know, bro. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta see like type shit." So I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna prove to this nigga that I could be the nigga that help him." You know what I'm saying? And I go on his IG, he posts DJ Premier playing 96 Naughty Windbreaker shit. Ooh. And DJ's cutting it. DJ Premier cutting it back. Bah, 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 bah. And the record's so crazy, I thought Primo made the beat. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was JR yeah. Swift. Shout out to JR Swift. Yeah. He channeled his inner Primo on that shit. That Fire, fucking yeah. beat is insane. I still listen to 96. Now I listen to that beat, I'll be like, yo, this beat is fucking crazy. That was my man. that was our introduction to Rome. For you know what I yeah, mean? So yeah. I hit him. And I'm like, yo, what you doing with this record? And he's like, what you trying to do? I'm like, yo, bro, you need a visual for it ASAP. And he's like, let's shoot it. So then I hit my man MF, shout out to Manual Focus, that's my dog. I said, yo, let's shoot this video for Rome. I sent the record to MF, he was like, hell yeah, let's get it. That's the nigga that shot um, the 50 joint, right? Um, Were you in Rome? No. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, yes, he yeah. did. Yes, he did. He did score 50. That's yeah, a fact. Yeah. He also shot the Moonlight Marauder movie for Death Soldier. Salute. So he, he like listened to it. He was blown away. He was like, yo, bro, let's do it. So then we shot the visual for Rome. 
Rome was just like, yo, this, it was like, at the time, it was one of the best videos Rome had. It was one of his most viewed videos. Fire. You understand what I'm saying? That was the breakthrough record, you'd say? Yeah, that's, oh, not six, so that's a fact. That's just like... Kick through the door. We literally have conversations of trying to figure out if he's going to stop performing it at shows or not, because <laughs> nah. it's that much of a heater. Yeah. Not, not ever. And we've done that song all over the world. Yeah. And every fucking city, every country, Goes every... Off. Fire. Turn that shit off, everybody. <laughs> you know, shout out to China. That was China, shit. right? That was China. Shout out to China shout streets. Out to China streets. <laughs> that was China. That shit rings every single time. So it's like that was enough for him to be like, all right, say less. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it, bro. And then it was just we just been on on our Mike and Phil shit ever since that point. Mm. You understand? What Before I'm saying? I let Mason and and Dini come in here, I I just gotta ask a question because. I see how you laid the foundation to other relationship, but it's not just wrong. Mm -hmm. You have you have a whole camp of artists, and if they're not even your artists, it's people who are in that sphere. Let's say go with value. Mm -hmm. It's people where we go to your events. I see the same faces. If they're not on stage, they're in the crowd. Mm -hmm. How did you, from your perspective, how did you build that trust to where people say, "I right, if Coach got it, we're gonna follow behind you." What do you think it is about you that they trust you enough to follow that vision? I mean. It's really a show and prove thing, but trust and believe is not always fucking peaches and dandies. Right, of course, of course. You understand know what I'm saying? There's definitely been times where I had nothing to do with this shit, but niggas will blame me. Mm. <laughs> I did literally. Like when it all goes wrong, blame coach. <laughs> that means you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm treasurer. I'm the fucking accountant. I'm the fucking the, the liaison. Yes. I'm the fucking voice of reason. I'm the leader of this shit. I can't find my jacket. Where's coach? And then the niggas, because you know, like out of my stable of artists, Rome is my flagship. That's the one who really helped me. Rome, shout out to my dog Streets. Mm -hmm. That's my brother for life. He's the one that really helped me be able to, for people to believe me you understand mm -hmm. what i'm saying because of everything that i've helped him do you understand what i'm saying but it's sometimes it gets to a point where it's like um people put too much faith in what i say mm. but that's not to say that i will let them down if, if, if you just let me do what i do right. but sometimes have people have an expectancy rate when it comes to yes me. Mm -hmm. yeah and that's just because they see what i do with rome what i do with death what I do with bangs, you understand what Suffering I'm saying? Suffering from success in a lot of ways. So they just expect me to, but it's like, fam, you gotta understand, it's a two-way street. Everything that I do with Rome, Rome puts fifty percent into that too. Mm -hmm. It's not just me. He just makes it easy mm -hmm. because good crack sell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the bar right there. Heat, you understand? Yeah. If your shit's smoking, they gonna buy. Mm, that's a fact. Rome is good crack. Ooh, I'm a hustler. I know how to move work. That's <laughs> the best way I know how to describe it. So if you coming to me and you cooking up some shit, I'm gonna serve it. Don't worry, I got you. But I just need you to make good crack. Rome is just amazing with right it. So he pot. makes it look Chef. like you know what I mean? But it's a lot of hard work, bro. It's a lot it's of hard work. Say, it's a triangle offense when you got Jordan in the, in the midst of <laughs> Right. You, you understand what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's the reason why I did things like deliberately found Def Soldier and put him in position. But that's why I asked the question, because I've seen you had Def. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Who's you had other artists. 
Shout out to him. Big but Bronx. You've had people in position, and it's like they trust you. That's the thing that stood out to me. It's like these guys trust you to get them there. Yeah. And it's like that's impressive to me because it's like as much as you can have a, a stable of people, there's always that one ally. I'm like, fuck this nigga. Why I got to listen to this nigga? It's For always, you to have these people around you, always. I find it impressive the way they, they, they see the vision. And they willing to follow you there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, w- I wonder, did you have to sell him? Or is it a situation where it's just like, you know what? We fuck with Coach. We see what he's done. And we're going to just follow him. It's a trust factor. And it's from showing and proving. Mm-hmm. And Def Soldier, like, my management company is called Social Misfit. Shout out to the gang. Def Soldier, T. Jostin, Jizzy Blanco, Raina Simone. Shout out to Nate Mac, Street of G. You understand what I'm saying? Gang, gang. A lot of good folks in that like, that group right there. Like, is Sleeze part of that team? Yeah, that's, that's course, Jizzy. Sleeze, that's Jizzy Blanco. Sleeze. Sleeze, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, all right. Def was the first one. I've seen him. He hit me saying he wanted to open up for, for Rome. I checked out his shit. I'm going to tell y'all right now. If you hit me up saying you want to open for Rome or if you have beats for Rome, I look at every single one of y'all messages. If I don't say anything, it's not it. Mm. Mm. So just know that because I hope this message will keep these fucking messages from play. I know they're not going to stop. <laughs> but I listen, I look at everyone, everybody, because you never fucking know. Somebody might have that, a that, that kid is fucking dead. He's oh, so dead. When, so when you didn't reply shit. to my email, that's what it was? Damn it, man. You should have texted me. Sink out my I'm number. Playing. You playing. I'm playing. But it's like I pay attention to everyone. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? This nigga know damn well he could text me if you want to send me. <laughs> nah, that was, that was, that was email is the worst ago. way. I don't open none of them emails. My beats in the email is quiet. You got to send me a clip on IG or Twitter. That's what the smart niggas do. They be Heard. sending me shit and I listen to it real quick. And I'm like, ah. So, but if it's a fire, I log in. You know what I'm saying? So as far as managerial style, do you have like a, a kind of like a set format that you like a philosophy you like basically run with, or just like you have like a different way you engage each specific artist? Um, it depends. I'm more organics, so I really like to see who the person is before I make a sound decision. Mm. Like for instance, like I was saying, Def hit me. He, I, I, I looked at his message. I went on his page. He had a video out called Stimmy. He just had a look in his eye that just, I knew he was serious mm. about what he was saying, about how he felt about his music. So I told him to link up with me. And Rome's DJ, Naqua, shout out to Naqua. Salute Naqua. She was at <laughs> this spot. She was spinning at this spot. It was a fucking club in the train station. Like, it was some wild shit she got booked for. I was like, what the fuck? It's like, a, in the train station, there's a secret door. There's a fucking club in there. So she's spinning that spot. I told Def to pull up. And then I linked them there, and we literally kicked it for like two hours just talking, talking, talking. When I found Jizzy Blanco sleeves, I sat on the phone with him for two hours. Big Memphis, right? Yeah, that's a fact. Shout out to the whole Memphis. That, that, that man is... Yo, I could get into it about Sleaze. He's a I fucking... I fucks with Sleaze. Sleaze, a, is, a Sleaze is a character, bro. man. He's crazy, bro. Salute to Sleaze. But it's like, I have to link with you organically before I make a business maneuver with you. Because to me, 
personalities matter. Energy matters. Who you are as a human being. You could be a really Facts. good rapper, but you could be a complete sucker mm. at the end of the day. Facts. And I've had artists that I've worked with who was like, you were good at doing music, but personally, I thought you was a sucker. You didn't really match the energy of everyone around me because I'm a ten toes down. Like I handle my business, but I'm a street nigga at the same fucking time. You understand what I'm mm. saying? Like, I've been through shit from shelters to the island. Like, I've seen it all. You understand what I'm saying? So I have a realness that I attach to my soul that you have to try to, like, I got to see an ideology in it. I know when it's a nigga who ain't really get his hands dirty or, you know what I mean? Or a yeah. pampered motherfucker or... Yeah, I know all of these energies. I'm really good at reading people. You understand what I'm That's saying? That's crazy because I remember with, with, with Deaf Soldier, before we even knew that there was a connection there. Uh, there was a show in Williamsburg, and we just walked up on like, yo, we need you on the podcast, bro. Not knowing that you already had the vision for him. So I can mm -hmm. understand. When you say you see the look in his eyes, it's like, yeah, that makes sense because we see the same shit. Like, yo, we fuck with that. Man. You know what I mean? He's one of the best niggas rapping right now, especially in a live platform. Like, if you, like, he's another, he's like, death remind me of me. To where it's like you'll hear his shit, you'll think it's fire, but you'll understand more once you meet him, once you get to know him, once you see him in the flesh pause, you'll understand, like, yo, he's fucking serious. He's for real about what he says and who he is and who he says he is. He's really El Sadato for real. That's him. That motherfucker, man, he team captain, bro. I ain't never seen nobody work as hard as Death Soldier, bro. Mm, Death react. So it sounds like what you don't necessarily look for a specific type of, of, you know, type of artist, but a person who stays true to themselves, no yes. matter where they coming from. Artistic. Don't forget, like, don't get it twisted. The Sonic's got to be on top mm -hmm. at the same time. But yes, that's also important as well. Like who you are as a human being on mm -hmm. a daily, especially right now. What's this? The 24th of November in 2023. It's a lot of sucker shit going on. And I use that word extensively as you can understand just what the type of realm we're in. It's sucker shit. Mm. It's whole energy. <laughs> it's motherfuckers wilding for a retweet, wilding for a like, selling soul, doing whatever the fuck they got to, to try to get lit. But this shit, like, bro, ugh. Like, <laughs> they piss me off sometimes because... Yeah, they piss us off too. <laughs> I come from a place and a station. I come from this. First of all, if you was an MC or if you was a rapper or whatever the fuck, an artist, you ain't tell nobody that shit unless you knew your shit was right and exact. So... If you stepped into the cypher and your shit wasn't right and exact, niggas was burning you up and getting you out of here and you couldn't come back until you got your shit right That's and exact. Mm -hmm. Bring cyphers back. This nigga Bill Gates came out here. He done made them shits, these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> these fucking uh, MacBooks. Kick the bucket and got the fuck out of here. Now we got a thousand <laughs> hundred million niggas with careers. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Niggas get they Yo, little never, tap, they little pal. I've yeah. never yeah. thought of it they that way. They get their little income tax, but, get yeah. the computer, the mic. When we start now, I'm a rapper. This, yeah. Today is the day. I started now. Bastardizing this shit. Mm. And then the they see, the curse, man. They see somebody who comes out. I'm not going to name any names specifically, but there's artists out there that got lit within 12 months and they think it's just that, oh, this is real. 
this is real. We all can hit the lottery. I understand. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just not a fan of the participation sports. I don't uh, care about that shit. So I told you I liked you when I met you. Because like, <laughs> I say the same shit. That participation that trophy That participation energy. shit is corny. I'm not going to give you the commitment that a nigga who's putting blood, sweat, and tears in for this shit just because you can put words together okay over a beat. That's... I, so you know coach, what I mean? just for the sake of argument, and we know how our audience is. Some people hear that and say you just an angry New York nigga. What do you say? I don't that? care. <laughs> <laughs> we all gonna get that fucking that clause, like whatever. You weren't there. there you I don't go. give a fuck what you talking about. You were not there. You can have this whole rhetoric about. Hove not being that lit. <laughs> I was just in the fucking Brooklyn Museum. Salute. Your favorite nigga don't got nobody with a museum form right now in a city. Extreme exhibit. Amazing. That nigga who this nigga went on two world tours with his wife. With his wife. Crazy. Sonny and Cher ain't even do that shit. I'm not hearing it. <laughs> so I don't care. I can be the old angry purist or whatever the fuck you want to label. I was there, nigga. I was outside. I knew what it looked like to wake up in New York City in 1996 in the summertime and mm. see the sunshine different. Facts. Speaking you, of New York. You know what I mean? Speaking I know. New Big New York. So you so you got Bronx ties, you got Brooklyn ties, and you said you... um. You're really good at reading artists. Can you let us know, like, do you think those ties? Because I feel like me being from the Bronx, like, I almost, like, am laser focused on how to spot some shit out. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? How does, how does those those borough ties, those New York ties, like, help you as a, a manager to navigate the way you Man, the it's really what makes me me because it's like I said, I seen it. You understand what I'm saying? Long story short, I was born in the Bronx, Castle Hill Projects. I went to middle school with this nigga. Yeah. <laughs> and then I moved to Brooklyn. When I was 14, the whole entire time I was just a student of the game. When I was in the X, that's when I really started to get to into being outside. That was my early formative years of outside. like being in the mix, going to the murder. You know what I'm saying? Rapping with my Chaz outside. Salute to Chaz. Getting into Love. fights. You know what I mean? It was it, it fought me for who I am. And then at the same time, it also fueled my fire. I got the spark from hip-hop from my uncle, Andy. That's like my big brother. Like, I've seen that man do everything from graduating, like, five degrees. He's a fucking, like, I think he's like a sergeant or something like that in the Army now. Like, he was my, my idol. CD folders, mad CD folders. <laughs> Midnight Marauders, Stakes is High. Culture. You know what I mean? Hard to earn. Remember like, those, I'm just looking at CD these things. Folders. <laughs> folders, books, books. going through them and I'm just studying. So then when I get a little bit, I get my summer youth job. <laughs> 1998, the <laughs> best year right <laughs> in New York. 1998, Talk the best year it. for hip hop and the best year. It was just the best year of my life that summer. I started working summer youth. Started getting my little <laughs> checks, smoking weed for the first time. <laughs> in one summer, I got N-O-R-E, Noriega, mm. Capital Punishment, Big Pun, mm. Cameron, Confessions, Confessions of Fire, DMX is hot, it's dark and hell is hot. And 
and wait, what about the same year? Um, Hard um, life. No, no, I'm Hard Knock Life. Hard Knock Life was that September. Mm-hmm. Blood, yeah. Flesh of My Flesh was 98 Fle- too. Flesh of My Flesh was in December. We're talking about the summer. Oh, Long, summer, summer, that summer. Copy, copy. But the, that, that, listen, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, I had a CD spot on Park Chester train station right there I used to go to. It was a little Asian lady. She it used draws. to get all of the albums months before they came out. Mm-hmm. I went there to just go see what they had. She said, I got new DMX, new DMX. I said, you fucking lying. <laughs> <laughs> she pulls out Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. I said, get the fuck out. I'm looking at it. I'm like, this is a real DMX album. You made another one? Top this shit. <laughs> unbelievable. If, if you 14 yeah. at that time, a nigga dropping twice in the year was, it was like, kind of weird. Wild. Wild. No, I Major. thought it was thought fake. Was I'm like, wow, this can't be real. Then I copped it. I'm looking at it. I'm reading it. I'm like, Swiss B, Swiss B. Whoa, this is the real. All right. Back when X was Held that Held in the crib, went back to Steve O, told everybody. Yo, I got DMX new album. Niggas, are nah, you fucking lying? <laughs> I said, all right. I went back to the crib. Next morning, 160 lunchroom. I'm on the lunch table. This. Yo, I got the new act. Niggas is like, yo! Heavy. <laughs> Bought the case, left the CD at home because it was still New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't going home with that shit. Niggas will see your shit. Let me see it, bro. And then they hit second hand. <laughs> yo, not, not to let yeah. me see it. We went through that with Get Rich or Die Trying a few years later. So I, I, I recognize so that. So I was there that. in the let mix. Let me see that bike. Snatchies. So you I know the vibe. Let me see that bike. Let me see that bike. Never see that bike ever again. To see that energy in the flesh to be there, bro. Is the reason why I beat my chest like I do when it come down to this New York rap shit, bro. I was in the mix. Now, we could get into the New York. We got a New York bias here, of course. And we could talk, you New know, York we could talk that. Three is on the way. We could talk Not that. Dini. Volume two. We could talk Not that. Dini. We could talk that. You oh, know? Okay. But wait, who's the bias? <laughs> we can talk. We, we all biased. Bias. We all biased. We all biased. Bias. 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 Oh. biased of the three of us. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Love my job. You know, you speak about the old New York, but what I'm interested in, you spoke about, you know, Flatbush Zombie Tours, sold out tours, by the way. Mm-hmm. We know about your connections to the ASAP crew as well. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So R-P-M's. when it comes to like, I get the classic New York feel, but honestly, when it comes to the aesthetic of what New York sees themselves now, you kind of all the way in the mix with that as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So speak about that era, that post 90s, pre now era. I respect it. Because you right up in there. I respect it 100% because. That's why I kept telling you niggas how much time we got, bro. <laughs> Another section of my life. Mel. This is Mel. This is not Grams. This is not Coach. This is Mel. 1994 to the end of 1996, going into 97, I was in Atlanta, Georgia. This is the year, this is when Goody Mob came out, Outcast came out. I was listening to 8-Ball and MJG. Mm-hmm. I was listening to UGK. Big South. I had Staples. no choice. It was the South, but I fucked with it. Mm-hmm. I had Master P Ice Cream Man in Atlanta. I got it on bootleg. <laughs> I come back to New York, and I'm telling niggas about this shit, right. and they looking at me like I'm smoking angel dust. <laughs> <laughs> they like, what are you, this shit is trash. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, UGK is trash. Are you talking to the you <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, no, pocket full of stones trash. I'm listening to this shit. I'm like, y'all bugging. Like, <laughs> not without it, cast. Maybe Tough. Massive. I'm Tough. talking about maybe for massive. real, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm in the city. Like, Luda Chris came out. I knew who Luda was. Luda used to be on Hot 97 in Atlanta. His name was Chris Lover Lover. He used to be on <laughs> yeah. there with Shaka Zulu. Oh, he used yeah, to freestyle on, on there. I knew who Luda was when he came out. Wait, what was his name, though? Chris Lover Lover. Oh, that was his that. rap name. He used to have an afro. 
Mm. He was on Hot 97 in Atlanta. I knew who he was. He so referenced when it on Luna, one, of the, one of his singles. I think, um, What's Your Fantasy? Yeah, bro. He was on the radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when What's Your Fantasy came out, I knew who Ludacris was. Mm-hmm. I copped his album. The homies is looking at me like I'm bugging. First album was fire. So I've been on the transitional wave of what is different. And then it became a point where around the blog era, it became cool to listen to other shit mm-hmm. that wasn't regular hip-hop shit. Mm, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? I'm a it, victim al- of that era. Not alternative, but kind of like Southern shit. Like, oh, okay. niggas started getting into 3-6 Mafia mm. on the low again. That's why Juicy J, when he popped back out, he blew up because niggas was already kind of like, it was bubbling like on the Tumblr wave and all that. Yeah, I remember. Niggas was listening to Juicy J. Mm-hmm. Niggas was listening to um, 3-6 Mafia. Niggas was listening to Tommy Wright the Third. Niggas was listening to Skinny Pimp. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a little wave. Like yeah. when I used to, when I talked about for fun, we used to be in the fun house on Notion Avenue in Flatbush. All of the locos. We used to smoke weed and listen to fucking Devin the Dude and shit like that. <laughs> right. Because it was just What's wavy. It was just fire shit. You know what, what I'm saying? So it always had a way to like position like transition into it, but I always was on time with that. Mm-hmm. I always knew what it was with the other shit outside of real New York boom bap shit. So when Flacco started popping, I was already tapped in. I already knew what it was, and it, I got it. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? Shout out to Rocky. That's my dog. Peso is a game changer. Stevie. That's my man's. Yes, like so, these is my man's for man. real. Like in the mix. So from taking it to this, from this New York shit to this overseas shit, tell us about what the scene is like out there. First of all, tell us how many cities you touch. Just go down the rest. Shit, bro. Man, we got time. I don't even know a word, right? Like, <laughs> like, niggas, UK. Yeah. Fucking Germany. Mm. Pick one, like Berlin or, you know what I mean? Like, Cologne. Amsterdam. I feel like the Greece picks are epic. The Greece picks are legendary at this point. Rome, Italy, <laughs> Milan, Italy, Bologna. Yeah. What's the energy Greece, like out there heaven. compared to here? Heaven. Mm. Heaven. Speak on Treatment's it. probably crazy. We good for life. Like, I don't care what happened with everything else. We could go to Europe and get a bag. It's mm. that real. We had a... Just give you an example of the spectrum of what I'm talking about. We're in Berlin. And um, we got a show that night. And we're like, yo, how many tickets we sold? And the dude's like, you sold like half the venue. We didn't sell out that night. He's like, wow, what happened? He's like, you guys split the room. He said, the Beat Nuts is doing a show right down the block. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> and we're like, the, the fucking Beat Nuts? Watch out now. Psycho Lesson Juju? Nice. Psycho Lesson Juju took half the venue because they was partial. Uh, some of them, oh, we want to see Romans. So I, I got to go see yeah. fucking off the books live. Mm-hmm. Legends. Mm-hmm. That's how real it is mm. overseas with the hip hop shit. We always have a place, no matter what. There's, as long as you got your core following, you can put a whole run together. We're in a hotel, we're in Switzerland. We did a show the night before. We go downstairs for breakfast. Who's in the fucking breakfast room? Master Ace and Marco Polo. Mm, wow. Shit. Moving around. Mm. 
we'll always be good. Europe takes care of hip hop. It does. I don't care they who you are, that. what they you pop thinking. out to the show. They, they take care of us. They love us. They idolize us. And they want to do what we do. But you know what's the great thing about them? They just stay fans. That's it. Mm. Mm. That's it. That's a big They don't try to go do it. First thing I want to say is, you, you just now when you mentioned Devin the dude being from Flatbush and all of that, mm -hmm. I think that's fire because I got family from Flatbush. What side? And, and on um, two nine and Foster side. Oh, okay, you know that. what I mean. And he used to tell me all the time, "Yo, we awesome way we shit in Flatbush." I used to from from the floor, so I'm like, "Ah, you got it, nigga." Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. But you saying y'all niggas, we just wanted to boom some shit and listen to some good vibes. You just made him right many years later. I gotta go give him. This, I gotta go say how much I go see I'm him telling next you, time. I'm telling you, what a job it is. You man. know what I'm saying? Listen, man. You gotta understand. Growing up as a West Indian, you'll be introduced to all types of flavors of music. You got like, I you know how many homies I have who parents listen to country music and mm. they're from Jamaica or Guyana <laughs> or Trinidad. They listen to country music. Nigga, I grew up on, a, on fucking '80s pop music. Nigga. Yeah, Ab right. Abba's in my uh, rotation, nigga. You shitting me? My music palette. <laughs> It's Quentin Tarantino levels. That's because of Lorraine Johnson Jackson, my mother. Shout out to mommy. I love you. She is the reason why I know what I know about extensive music. Why I know about Metallica mm -hmm. or I know about Hall and Oates mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or you know what I'm saying? Or I know about Depeche Mode. Like I listen to all of that shit. If you come to my crib and just I listen to the wildest shit and you'll be like, you fuck with this, bro? Hell yeah, I fuck with this. Just had a Friendsgiving at my house. Washed everybody in Guitar Hero. I go crazy. <laughs> well, let me ask go you crazy. this now. And this is an important question, for I think, for people who have aspirations. And, and for myself, just curious. You know, you, you manage Rome. Not a, it's, not, it's less about Rome and more about you. Mm -hmm. But you, you manage this artist. You get him to a certain space where he gets this look. He gets with Griselda. Mm -hmm. You know who West Side Gun is as a curator. Mm -hmm. I know as an outside looking, and I'm like, how is Coach going to handle that? Because it's like, I've seen you be in rooms where you orchestrated the whole play. Mm -hmm. That was you. Mm -hmm. Ryan plays. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but now you bring your artist to a person who's also orchestrating plays. Mm -hmm. So how did you manage yourself as saying, I ego? Like, Wes might want to do this. But I think it's a good idea. We still see you curating. Video just dropped a few weeks ago. Absolutely. You put that play together. So Absolutely. how did you manage yourself saying, I I got to trust Wes, but I know I still have ideas that shit could, could move in a certain type of way? Because um, I don't have an ego. Hmm. Like, it, I don't have an ego. Like, I'm so cool on everything. <laughs> like, I don't be pressed about nothing. Hmm. Some people confuse the maneuvers I make or the way that I carry myself as ego, but that's just me being confident in who I know I am mm -hmm. because I'm not going to allow you to tell me who I am. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel challenged by anything. Gun is where gun is because of fucking gun. I respect his mind. You understand what I'm saying? That man knows what he's doing. You got to be a fool to try to challenge that shit. Mm -hmm. He knows what he's doing. And Curator. everything that he said he was going to do for Rome, he done. Mm -hmm. That's right. And I got no qualms with that. Big Griselda. You understand? Big Griselda, for real, because he literally helped change our lives, for real. 
Now, that's not to take anything from streets because streets before this point, if you hear a Roan Streets album up to like uh, the first album that I could say I gave, I got him beats. He put out a um, an EP called Residue, mm -hmm. and I got a, I gave him a beat that I had from like 28, 2008. Gave it to him. He still rap Foolism. That beat is from like 2000. Shit. Wow. Okay. Gave it to him. He was like, yo, this shit sound like some doom shit. He started going crazy. This is COVID. <laughs> so that's the first time I like had any say in anything Ron does. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? But he always puts everything together himself. He goes into a hole. Rome literally just disappears for like a week and then sends me music. Just texts me shit. He don't say nothing, he'll just text me songs. And I'll be like, God damn, this nigga. <laughs> he's just sending me, he, 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 he's going crazy. Rome's different. So man. then That's fast real. forward to now, Noise Candy 5 is where I could say I, I, I really had more hands okay. on. You understand what I'm saying? Because I asked him what he wanted, he told me, yo, I want to do a joint with Joey. I called Joey. I know Joey personally. Joe, you need a joint. Joey did it for him. Yo, I want to do a joint with Currency. I call Currency. That's my homie, personally. Yo, wrong to But at the same time, they're not doing this for favors of like, all right, because they know me as Grams. Mm -hmm. All right, Grams called me, so I'm going to do this. No, they already respecting Rome's pen. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Makes the transition easy. Right, because right. I already tried to hit Spitter about Rome. Like, yo, peep my dogs. He's like, nigga, you late. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, cuz say less. Andretti, man. You know what I mean? Nah, but only, I ask that only because of the conversations we've had, and I understand how you are as a creative, and you're not a person that just puts some shit out. No. Like, you got an idea. This is what it is. This is point A. This is point B. So it's like, sometimes it's like, when you say there's no ego, it make, it, it immediately made more sense to me because you're comfortable stepping back because I know mm -hmm. you have ideas. Absolutely. And I've seen those ideas unfold. So it's like, how do you position that now? Like, I, I'm going to wait right here. Then I'm going to say something. Or do you just understand that when it's time to observe and when it's time to speak, that's how you just play the whole situation? Well, it, it depends, like, on the artist. Like, for instance, with Sedato, like, we operate off the trust factor. Mm. And the trust factor was built off of militant-minded. Mm -hmm. That was the first time that he ever let anybody orchestrate or put a project or help him put a project That's together. That's the one with Streeter G, right? Yes. Love that album. That was where I first met Streeter. It took some convincing, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because Streeter was very personal about his beats. <laughs> and I'm telling him, like, yo, Street. nah, I got a dude who could play sax on this joint. And a dude that could play guitar on this joint and Streeter like, I don't know, bro. <laughs> I'm I'm setting up sessions. Streeter not coming. Me and Def just knocking out the joints. I'm like, yo, tell Streeter to come, bro. He talked to him. Streeter pulled up. We worked on Militant Minded in Sir School. Shout out to Harry Fraud. Shout out to Herb Sims who helped oh. engineer and mix the whole joint. So we worked on it in there. And Streeter came and I told him what I was talking about and he understood mm. from then he was like all right i see what you're doing because the thing about me is with music it just gotta be something more man it just can't be a two track and you rapping bro like what are you doing what are you saying to yeah, different differentiate something. yourself from these million niggas yeah. like 
Seven million songs get uploaded every day into the online database. Right. Mm. Seven million songs a lot of from music. a different nigga. <laughs> like, you feel yeah. me? That's wild. So what are you doing to stand out amongst all these niggas? You respect. We got to do something else to at least stand out, like to look like we got to be trying. We're trying to do something different. Right. I always tell my artists, for every 10 steps you take, there's somebody taking 20 steps. So you have to take 40 steps to stay ahead of all of these motherfuckers because niggas is running to this shit. Mm. One sperm cell makes a kid. It's a fucking million of them shits. Mm -hmm. You got to be the one that break into the egg. What are you doing? You understand what I'm saying? Ooh, so yes. I approach it all with a different type of creation to the way that we put things together. And they just trust. You understand what I'm saying? Like the level of urgency that you preaching. We put together Moonlight Marauder. That shit is fucking immaculate to me. Go stream Moonlight Marauder, Death Soldier right now. You will right. listen for yourself and understand what we talking about. Salute to the producer. What's the name again? Sven? Yeah. Seb. 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 Remember Seb. Seb Bash. The movie is dropping in December. Okay. Whoa, okay. Whoa, whoa, there we go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, need that. <laughs> it was supposed to come out before. But we fucked around and made a movie for real. Yes, <laughs> we saw the trailer, hey, nigga. Oh, and hey. it, you just—we thought we was gonna chop you that bitch up in music video time. No, nigga, mm. we ended up with a fucking movie. movie. And we're like looking at like, damn, niggas is making a movie. Like, <laughs> you gotta get the color correction hey. correct. It was you tough to chop it and keep oh, the cohesion type man, shit. Man, it's color That's correction, bro. Sound, mm -hmm. it's everything. It's a movie. And uh, we seen the link up happen in real time on Twitter. Uh, anything you could tell us about a schoolboy Q Rome? I can't talk about that. Yeah, all right, all right. Can I can't? Copy, copy, copy. Uh, I have seen it though. But we've we seen it. We've seen it. It's a yeah, little secret, but yeah. I have a question for you. Oh, I think Mace was about to jump in, bro. Yeah, yeah, while, while we on, while we on, you know, I let the business talk as much as anybody <laughs> else. You know what I mean? I'm a behind the scenes nigga. I love hearing shit like that, but. Listen, man, I got to get on my hip-hop shit a little while. Talk about with, it. With the boy, you know what I mean? Now, Coach, I know we got the least interaction amongst the crew. Mm -hmm. You might not know I'm an investigator, bro. Okay. <laughs> he will find I you, will bro. find you, bro. I will Yo, find you, you now. Black now, what black you Coach. mentioned, you mentioned you spoke about your hip-hop influences. The first two albums you mentioned was Stakes is High and Midnight Marauder. Now, you got a Stakes is High tattoo, correct? Yes, I do. Got How you. the fuck you know that? Hey, listen, man. Listen, man. You yeah, know how I we do. give I it up. I got tatted on my arm. Man. And and I do also happen to know that when Fife Dog passed, you were personally affected. Fucked you up for a little oh, while. Gee, man. Yeah, like, man. I never cried about nobody dying. Mm. Mm. I fucking boo hooed when Fife. The five footer. Yeah. Rest in peace, like, to the homie. Because man, it goes all back to my moms and my uncle. Tribe and Daylight was my first real introduction to hip hop. Like the understanding of the sonics of putting together dope bass beats and a cohesive album. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The first raps I ever learned bar for bar was Dr. Dre the Chronic and Snoop Doggy Dog Doggy Style. That's because my mom's had him in the car. She played it all the time and I just rapped along with him. Right. But at some point, that was like the same year, wasn't it? Was that not 9-2? Nine, 9-3. Nine, nine, three, when, nine, three. When, Moon, when Midnight, Midnight Marauder, Marauder came yeah, out, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same right. thing as Into the Wu-Tang. Midnight Marauder came out. 
my Uncle Andy had the CD. The first thing that captivated me before I even listened to the music, before I even knew it was the same dudes that made Left My Wallet at El Segundo and Bonita Apple Bum, mm -hmm. was the cover of everybody's face. And I'm like, that's Fire. Red Alert, and that's Beastie Boys. I, I knew who they were. I studied these niggas. niggas yeah. Mind you, I'm like eight years old, bro. <laughs> yeah. I knew who they were. Yeah. I seen all the shit. I'm like, damn, everybody on this album? I didn't know what it was. So then I listened to it. And bro, it just, man, it changed my life. Yeah. Even, I listened to Midnight Marauder to this day, bro. I listened to it yesterday. I got ready. Like, it's so good, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, the music. From the intro, from the, the guide, the tour guide, yeah. to Steve Binko, to award tour. It's just like, pow, pow, pow. These niggas was like, bugging when they made yeah. that shit and then from then i just like got sucked into this vortex this this native tongue vortex mm -hmm. and then i got into dayla but i like dayla like three feet high was cool at this time, at this time, at this time. Yeah. Young me, not yeah, really. Yeah. Right, right, right. Because mm -hmm. not knowing what you don't know. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's cool. The Elevate. De La Soul is Dead was cool, but that fucking album is insane. Like, it's one of the best hip-hop concept albums ever. Prince Paul is a fucking genius. Yeah. I got to build with Prince Paul one time. Oh, man. Dope. Man. By the time Stakes is High came out, didn't know Daylight had a new album. This is 9-5. My aunt Leslin bought it for me for Christmas and gave it to me. You know, Daylight Soul got a new album. I'm like, nah, I didn't know. Put that shit in. It was just the best thing I ever heard in my life. It's literally the blueprint to the way I make music. Mm -hmm. Stakes is high, so I have it tatted on my arm. It's the blueprint to the way I make music. The way how profound that intro was to how left the beat structure was for that intro to how there's points in the project where they would have a record it a, the song would fade out and then another beat would fade in yeah, and then that right. beat would play for about 10 seconds and then that would fade out and then go yeah. into another record mm -hmm. or they would play a snippet like for instance at the end one record they play a snippet from um, Down Syndrome and it like fades out and then it fades into Down Syndrome let me tell you a little something about the self tell them self like it yeah. fades into that mm -hmm. and then it fades out again you understand what I'm yeah. saying sonical experience the, yeah Down Syndrome is fucking crazy it, it's the threading of all of the way things. they put it together yeah. Build. you're sweating you're sweating ain't you and then the song starts <laughs> <laughs> like what <laughs> Bro, this is not five. Cinematic. Yeah. I was blown away. So that's why I saw my arm because mm -hmm. that is like the fucking crescendo that's to funny. me, dogs. That, that's like, the same you know experience what I'm I have with um uh what the album. Oh. Red the Red Man. Right, shit. right. And sidebar, all three plugs have seen this tattoo and commended me for it. Mm. That's all yeah. Salute. Salute. R.I.P. to Dave True Plug Boy. one, yes, plug sir. two, plug Gina, three. You they all seen a question before Mace. Um. So you you've seen this from the music business from all aspects, you know. I'm sure you've seen you've seen it as an artist. 
as a as a exec, you know, manager and mm-hmm. production, executive production, mm-hmm. um, directing with the films and shit. Like, what's your? Fa- it's a two prong question, actually. What's your favorite part of the music industry, and what's your least favorite part of the music industry? The shows is my number one favorite part because it's nothing like that organic true that energy. energy, man. It's just feeling it vibrating from from when I used to rap. It was the best. And even now, when I see like Rome or Death go out there, it just go crazy. Crowd reaction. I just love it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So the shows, it's number one. And then after that, the visuals, because at this point right now in my career, everybody that I work with as far as managing them, mm-hmm. they trust my vision as far as like directing skills go because I'm a fucking cinephile. Like I love movie, man. Stick, movies. Sitting next to the right guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we already had a whole build about movies like a year ago. I, <laughs> I go crazy with movies. I just absorb them shits from shot list to just production value. Just I'm quick, really real quick before heavy I jump on in on that Rome video. Don't think I ain't peep. You was getting your Birdman on with that trailer shot <laughs> when he was arguing with Shorty, and yep. it was one yep, steady yep, 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 shot. Yep. I peeped the game. That's also that's also <laughs> like homage to like Spike Lee. Talk about it, yeah, because he always has like a dolly shot, dolly yeah. tracking yeah. shot, yeah. off center, consistent moving yeah, shot. Man. It's also homage to Quentin Tarantino, who does like QT. cuts like moving from frame but he mm-hmm. does crazy long yes. shots mm-hmm. like the it's not the opening sequence but it's the first time you see Jules and um Vincent Pulp Vega fishing. when they open up the trunk mm-hmm. and they get in the shotguns after they close the trunk the shot from them walking into the building to when they get to the door before they go in the crib and shoot everybody up is one shot mm. yes yeah. watch it again <laughs> it's literally like three to four minutes of a continuous tracking shot. If you know anything about cinema, that's fucking nuts. They have to remember these lines. There's no punching in. Nope. They got to keep that energy going. That's what makes Samuel Jackson and fucking John Travolta the masters they are. Yeah. Because they go continuous with no cut. So when you see something like that, I'm paying homage to that. The steady movement. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. It's called a tracking shot. You can't trip. (laughs) It followed Rome. And Rome was never facing the camera. It was the back of Rome. Yeah. The argument all the way to him walking out the door. I'm like, this motherfucker. It's a tracking shot. (laughs) (laughs) Even even the opening scene with him smoking, being reflective and pulling back from the city that's like my homage to like some 1970s this is the only like when you was doing this shit Rome sorry bro I gotta keep it G Rome told me to take the font out the beginning it was supposed to be like the beginning of like fucking Superfly, nigga like it's zooming out you see him smoking and then it says Chrome Magnum in the big Pulp Fiction font which is the font that I use for it I just had to get that out of my system yeah I, it was, I just wanted to make a passion play. And Rome said he wanted something that looked like a movie. So Cinematic. I said, let me, let me, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when you look at it, there's... A little homage to belly There's too. homage to belly. Yeah. Trust the vision. That's an right. architect talking. Y'all watch that video enough? There's another homage in there to a hip-hop movie that's in the film. Did y'all catch the, 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 the reference? Nah. You I didn't catch the I, reference. I'm not even gonna bluff. I, I ain't catch it. The last scene before he gets in the limo, before he claps, son, was a homage to, to Juice. That whole 
area is where Q and fucking Bishop was chasing each other. Yes. Shout out to Pretty Tony in the Lincoln building. He's in also, elevator. He was one of the shooters in Talk the video. Shout out to Tony. You know what I mean? But that's from Juice. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? So I just took these little things and I said, let me just put this in there just to make this that. You understand what I'm saying? I'm slacking. But then it is other times. I also directed um, the Shake and Bake video. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I shot that with the homie Jesse Vargas. Jesse set up. He got the whole shit set up in in, in L.A., but I shot by shot. It got to be like this. It got to be like that. Put the two girls parallel in the frame so they could be properly dimension, sit Rome in the middle, slow dolly pushing. I just do that. You understand that what I'm saying? That type of detail that's missing from the game, bro. I've yeah. worked in the film Honestly. industry for over 15 years. The first movie I ever got a job on. This is behind the scenes of me. I'm doing this while I'm rapping, mind you. <laughs> first job I ever got on was I Am Legend. Oh, I seen shit. them shooting in Manhattan. I said, yo, y'all need extras? It was my key PA, Rebecca. She said, no, but I need PAs. I'm like, what the fuck is a PA? Gave me paperwork. Be here 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. Pulled up 6 o'clock next morning. I was a production assistant. <laughs> I did that shit for years. Law and Order. Like, fucking romantic comedies, action films, you name it. <laughs> I worked on them shits. And I just soaked up films. I already like movies. Yeah. But the production side of it, learning scenes. sides, seeing how scripts are broken down, storyboards, beginning, middle, end, act one, two, three, the way you map out a story structure, I know all of it. And I learned it from being in that, in that industry. So now I just take that and I apply it to the music videos mm. because you got to do something. Visually, you got to do something different from what everybody else is doing mm -hmm. you understand right, yeah. what i'm saying Absolutely. and me i like just clean cinematic shit. you understand what i'm saying i like movie feeling shit because at the end of the day uh artist music is like an audio film you understand what i'm saying right. so there should be visuals that accompany that how many times are we going to see niggas in front of the corner store how many times <laughs> we going to see mm -hmm. niggas with the bad bitch on the balcony oh, like if he's with the bitch the she's fucking arguing with him or something like do something yeah. else yeah you know Facts. what i'm saying fake argument Cut. do something else Facts. let's just make it different That's from right. what we doing you mm. understand what i'm saying so i try to just change that up as far as that goes and they just trust me with it now you know what i'm saying rome was really the person who told me to really do it for real, for real, for real. Like, he was the one, like, nah, bro. He's like, nigga, you just need to direct everything, bro. He's mm. like, just shoot it all, bro. Like, Salute to Rome. When I saw the trailer for for, for Moonlight Marauders, I'm like, all right, y'all got something here. Yeah. And I know a lot of that was your vision of how you wanted to frame the music that was coming coming out from Def. Yeah. What it could be in visual form. So it's like, and in this, in this day and age where music videos are so generic, it's not even HD anymore. Mm -hmm. Everything feels low quality. And, and, and back in my day, low quality videos were fire. But now it's like, bro, <laughs> like, what are you doing? All so, of them? So to see, to see where you're going. <laughs> yeah, bro, it was tough. So, so, so to see what you guys are doing and creating these videos, creating high quality visuals from, from a genre that people consider to not be the highest level just shows that there's a lot more to be had in this space. Because right. when niggas hear bars, they always, it's a stigma. So it's like when you see the visuals and it's like, all right, these guys are cooking some shit and they're cooking some shit. It's not just like bum niggas with bars. Nah, nigga, we cooking over here. We got some shit. Tap the fuck shit. in. You know what I mean? It's it, it, it's deeper than what you think it is. It, the, the mumble niggas, they, not, they don't even care. Look at some of their videos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, I know Real. you guys would want it to be Jan Sports and Incense all day, but <laughs> it's not that. Come on, bro. This is still music at the end of the day. It's still an art form. <laughs> Come yeah. on. It's so, art. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can't all be do-rags and Newports, nigga. Hey, like, man. There's some real you know shit what? behind and, this and shit. And be clear, we see that you guys are making the attempt to not scare the hoes. We've been talking about that on the wraparound table for a few months now. It can't just be one way all the time. You got to bring the women involved. The women evolve the shit and level They control this shit. Okay. Yeah. They it's run it. Tone. They run everything. Yeah. They do. They run yeah. everything. Women run everything. If this was just a planet with just us, oh. nigga, we wouldn't have War. haircuts. <laughs> we wouldn't have fly clothes. We would be stinky, smelly, hairy, bummy In niggas. Hugs. Scrapping. In hugs. Trying to kill each other. No, no, we wouldn't even kill each other. For what? We only kill each other <laughs> for women. Money and right, joints. Right. Money and women. Yeah. We would be harmonious, stinky, dirty niggas. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're it right. would be fucking happiness. No, it's harmonious, no dirty niggas. That's hey, different. Kind of, well, if it started out like that, we would be happiness. Now that we know the scent of a woman, you take that shit away from us. Yeah, then we go crazy. We start losing it. Then sick. we get crazy because we have knowledge of it now. Right. But women run everything. Women dictate what is hot and what's not. Mm -hmm. It's kind of crazy, but it's true. Griselda has a great female following. They do. Mm. There's a lot of women that love Griselda. Shout out Adri once yeah. again. Yeah. And these yeah. are the same women who come from the same cloth and derivative that loved Wu-Tang. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is why Ice Cream was such a big hit record and you had women with the butter pecan shirt and the dark chocolate shirt vanilla. and the vanilla shirt. Because Chocolate they Deluxe. love Wu-Tang. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many 40-year-old mothers there are with a Wu-Tang logo tattooed oh, on them? Facts. We Talk about Barclay it. Center. Okay. <laughs> facts. Peep the Women few. dictate what's hot. It's the reason why Drake is who he is. Talk about it's it. It's the reason why J. Cole is able to go platinum with no features. Mm. Because there are women investing into it just as much as men. Right. Mm. You not see, well, it's not just white people. I've been I've been wrong this whole no, time. No, no, no. It's not just white people. It's women, man. Although a, a, there's a great majority of white people. Like, here's the thing. The real purists are European people and white people. Mm. They're, they're really the people who care to the fucking core like we care because we were there we've mm. seen it we know what it smells like but from an inspiration standpoint middle america white people and european people they just adore what we do mm. and it's because they come from a place beyond reach Mm. They can't tap into it directly. Yeah. Mm. So from right, afar, all they can do is idolize. Either right. they admire it or they're jealous of or, it. Or exactly. But it's but the jealousy things come from competing. That's when you right. try to get into the space. It's not going for you the way you want it to. So oh, now you're right. mad. Yeah. That's another thing I have to deal with is being an artist manager. If there's anybody that I've worked with who's disgruntled with me, they expected something from me or wanted something from me that I didn't achieve to them in a certain time manner, so they bailed. Mm. Mm. Because you might not like the way I do things or the time fashion that I do things, but nigga, I fucking do things, nigga. Mm. And I get it done. Comes back to trust. It's always fucking results at the end of the day. I promise all of my artists from this point, I promise you, the next year from this date, you'll be doing something way different and more level from what you were doing the last year. And I deliver on that because I make it my duty mm. to do so. Respect. So it's like they the, we we know we care, 
but they just care a little bit more because they're not jaunted by the actual feeling of it and being in it and just trying to yeah. keep up with it. They can just appreciate they it. They can appreciate from afar. Yeah. I love when a fan is just a fan. Mm. And I to a certain extent, they're always like catching up because they're always like a few steps They're behind. always a few steps behind. They're always a few steps it's behind. It's like how no New always. York has ever visited but the Statue the internet, of Liberty. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about The it. internet sped shit up, though. Like, yeah. there was a point in time where niggas were super behind. Like, you literally had to get somebody to bring you a tape or a record or a CD yeah. for you to get logged in. Right. But now the internet, everything's so accessible. It's like a gift and a curse. It creates oversaturation and, 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 and like, flooding and, like, mm-hmm. yeah. clogging shit up. But at the same time, you have endless inspiration at your hands. But it's just not being used. These niggas is like kids in the, with a gun. You know what I'm saying? Oh. They like a monkey with a gun now with this shit. Like niggas just see it. Oh man, I love his fucking music. Oh, he made me cry. I feel it to the core. Oh shit. <laughs> next week. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> and the next thing you know, they got a mixtape. Right. And I learned this lesson a long time ago to detach myself from artist feeling with music. Like one time I'm at dinner, uh, it's it's me, it's uh, I'm where I fear everything. Oh, yeah, we're having dinner, and a discussion about a song came up. About the song, and I'm like, Yo, that song's fire! Like, you killed it. What made you like? I hate these questions now as a manager. Yo, what made you write that? Like, that. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I feel like this about that is because. When I asked, I don't know. I just wrote that shit, bro. Like, I didn't even, wasn't even that big a deal. Like, you felt like that? Like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that discussion within itself, that's vaguely how the conversation went, but I'm just giving it to you in a lump sum. That just, it made me realize, like, detach yourself from the passion, passion, passion about it. Because at the end of the day, is sometimes it's just music to people. So when I see someone, I know so many young artists, bro, that just they just get this spark. Like it's it's now like this because there was a point where people didn't even feel like they could approach. Like they used to see artists on TV. Like there was a point in time where it was a discussion. Was like that's for special people. Like them (laughs) niggas is chosen. Like you know what I mean? Oh, he a ball player. He's special. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The idea of being able to try to really do it yourself wasn't really a thing. Right. Till now. Mm -hmm. So now everybody feel like they can participate. So they see it, they get inspired, and then they jump into the shit. You get what I'm saying? But it's a very thin line. Like being successful in this hip hop shit really substantially is it's damn near like getting in the NBA. Like you really have Mm -hmm. to be working on your craft and honing your craft continuously, continuously, continuously. So long story short, I love when a fan is just a fan. I love when I meet a person mm. who is just a fan. Like, mm-hmm. I don't got no aspirations, no dreams to try to do this shit. I just appreciate that I just you appreciate do it. it. Mm. Let me buy a shirt. When's the next show? I'm coming. Let me buy this tape. Like, I just want to support you and continue to see you thrive. That's if right. we had more of that yeah. in this realm, 
rap would be way more lucrative. It would be way more successful. We would not have gotten to the point to where not like it matters, but not a single fucking rap album got nominated for a Grammy. Niggas don't realize that this motherfucker is just nigga heaving and hoeing right now, nigga. Like, (laughs) this shit is getting real. Let a fan be a fan, bro. We hate to cut this short. This just means we got to do a part two. Y'all niggas ain't having the time. <laughs> I told y'all I ain't having the time. They was flexing. Oh, yeah, baby. We just yeah. got the nah, part two. You it's know all up the wall, it? baby. What, what, good, baby. What, good, what good is a movie if you don't get a sequel? But listen, where can the people find Coach Bombay on social media? Coach Bombay 3000 on everything, man. Talk about it. Sir. Social Misfit, man. MGMT. Bad man. influence. Bad influence. You Listen. know what I mean? Shout out to Griselda. Shout out to Westside Gun. That's my brother. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? Just stay logged in. If you don't know who Rome Streets is, get your Googles up. Get yourself correct, man. Tap in with the gang. Def Soldier, Bangs, Jizzy Blanco, T. Austin, Street of G, Raina Simone. You know what I'm saying? Everybody is fucking hot, nigga. Try it and go get you. Go ahead and look it up, nigga. See if I'm lying, bro. I ain't fucking lying, nigga. Everything that we say is true, and what we do is true, man. Talk about. Try to make sure we writing exact and standing on ten toes. We've had a front row seat to all of it. With fans, with support. We spar when we have differences of opinion. Yeah, you know what I'm mean, saying. That's, you know, we love it. But see, old New York. No, we know. Laker. Old I got to get back, same, I get back in the group same. chat, coach. Yeah, man. Yo, I'm only letting you in the fucking group chat if you engage, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be engaged. That's a fact. That's a I fact. I got you in sin up out of there because I wasn't engaging, that's bro. A fan. That's a fact. Jarv is engaging. Jarv. <laughs> I got Jarv in two group chats. Jarv engages. That man is controversial, and I <laughs> love it <laughs> because it's the point takes. The point you know God, I mean? man. It sparks a conversation, and we'll have great debates in Incomparable. there. You know what I'm saying? It ain't nothing like a good argument. New York niggas love to argue. Yeah. Y'all, y'all out of town. We love getting our point across. We love getting our point across. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We but need one argument, Bill. Coach, we're going to do this again real soon. You know how I feel about you, my nigga. I've been watching the movement, bro, and I, I love what you do. Next time I, I come back mean? up here, I'm going to bring the whole gang with me. Shit, salute. Let's try to have one of them, like, flex hot 97 cypher type. <laughs> you know we with it. You know Talk what I'm about. saying? <laughs> going crazy <laughs> over some sincere beats. On a sin beat. On several sin beats. Crazy over some sin beats. I got some shit it. for that. But Dini, take us home, bro. Yo, salute to our guest, Coach Bombay 3000. Follow that man. He's Sir. doing a mental things for the culture Try you know what i'm saying <laughs> salute to walt thank you walt for not seeing in the reader of Please, you know man. We, we just owe you, you again that's all that's it is. What I'm another saying, bottle man. of patron or something might have to be on the way yo salute to the homie tone so, what up baby what's good you know what salute Shit to you brother <laughs> salute to macito black nardwar you know what I'm saying? Facts. Voice of the industry, aka the private eye. I will find you. I will. <laughs> Salute to Sincere, the rap snob. You hear the, the production. Coach, talk to this man, bro. There's so much heat in the tuck. You can listen to the episodes. Super. Tap producer. into the placements. Talk to Sincere, the rap snob, man. Talk to him. Sincere beats on the gram. Holla at him. Production extraordinaire. The facilitator. Go. On the job with the lobs. Jarv, the point guard, never failing us, my brother. I'm Dean the Balance of the Force, the handsomest nigga you ever met in your life. Boy. And without powers, <laughs> goodbye. It's the rap round table. We fucking out of here, yes, you sir. dig? <laughs> Boom! I mean, I'm actually doing all right because niggas keep playing Dean, my brother. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I'm doing okay. All right.
We out of here, man. Salute.